Good morning and welcome, my friends. This is the Audio Monster Week 12 edition. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and a nice holiday weekend. Uh, yeah, the uh, Thanksgiving games were interesting. Uh, not great as a Cowboy fan. Uh, not great for IDP also either. I mean, we got some decent performances, some bounce-back performances from guys like DeMario, but the Roquan injury, not good. Uh, a couple other guys got banged up as well. Uh, Tredavious White done for the season. So not a great start to Week 12. This is uh, this is the pain time of year, that's for sure. We just got to survive, get into playoffs, and then anything can happen from there. So... We're almost there, my friends. Another couple few weeks here. Just hang in there. Do what you got to do. Fight and scratch and claw and don't give up because you never know. You really never know. Um, I can think of at least two leagues in the last three years where I you know, got in on the last week, the absolute last week, and you know, n- not by wins and losses either, by a point differential um, to beat someone else, to beat someone else out just to sneak in. And then from there, didn't matter. New season, team caught fire, like blew its way through playoffs, destroyed everyone, won lots of money. Uh, I, I could think of, you know, a good $500 plus just in the last two years in league winnings just from those types of events, just, you know, not giving up, just fighting and clawing and uh, getting in. And then who the hell knows what's going to happen from there, right? You just got to get in. So don't give up. Uh, I mean, you know, if it's Dynasty and, and the writing's on the wall, that's a different story. Uh, I've been making some of those moves this last week, selling guys that I don't need uh, to try and get younger, get more picks, uh, start fixing those teams. But if you're close, you know, make that push. Make that last trade before the deadline locks up. Give yourself that little bump towards the uh, playoffs. Uh, and if it's redraft, just just keep fighting, you know, just keep fighting. Um, you know, play till the whistle blows. Just keep going. You never know, right? You got to give yourself a chance because that's really all we can control is the little things, uh, waivers, setting lineups, inactives, alarms, making the best decisions we can based on the information we have available. Uh, after that, there's there ain't a damn thing we could do, right? We, we just set it and forget it and hope it works out. But, uh, you, you know, we're so close. You, you got to just keep going. Uh, so yeah, hope this week gets a little bit better. I'm recording this Friday, this first part Friday. The rest will be after the Sunday games. But um, man, not not great losing Tredavious White, and who knows what's up with Roquan already. That's not a good start. But whatever, whatever happens, we'll find out. You know how it affects everything else. Out, we'll find the waiver moves from it. We'll plug those guys in if they make sense, and we'll keep going because you know in today's uh, modern NFL and today's fantasy football world, if you will, it's the people that keep going. It's the people that don't give in to the frustration, that, that don't give in to the urge to just, you know, never log in again, just give all this crap up and, and you know, end the pain, so to speak. Uh, it's those guys, the guys with the tenacity that win the leagues. Uh, straight up, that's what I've seen. Um, I can't tell you how many leagues I'm in now facing half a team or a third of a team, guys on IR, guys on the bench, guys that are injured, uh, guys that didn't check their inactives and are playing dudes that got called out 30 minutes before the game. Um, you know, those mistakes are, are gifting me wins, right? They'll, they'll be gifting you wins. So take advantage of other people's mistakes. Don't make any on your own because that's all you can, can really control is whether or not you make a mistake. 
Um, and we'll do the best we can. We'll let the chips fall where they may. And hopefully at the end of this, there'll be uh, titles like there are every year. So with that being said, let's get into things. I'll do my usual quick disclaimer. You know what it is. You've been here before. I may or may not drop a swear. Uh, more likely is the May section, that first one. Uh, not trying to do it. It just happens. Uh, you know, Keep that in mind as you're listening. If you're at work, may not be safe for work. Maybe consider some headphones. Uh, if you've got kids in the room, also, same deal. Have them put on some headphones. Put on yourself, some yourself. Uh, just you know, don't want to piss anyone off. But uh, it's not intentional. I'm just, you know, once I get going here, it's just kind of on autopilot. So, all right, enough of the uh, preamble shenanigans. Let's get into it. We got Bears and Lions, first game Thursday, Thanksgiving game. Uh, Last-minute ga- uh, Bears field goal to win the game. Uh, we'll start with Bears production. Uh, so Roquan went out pretty – actually, he – where is Roquan? Yeah, he went out early in this one. Only 37% of snaps played, so – We only got three solo tackles out of him on the day, so that's why his name is not at the top for production uh, like it normally is. Um, You know, if if I see a Bears defensive box score without Roquan Smith at the top, something's going on here. Um, All right, let's see what we got here on Roquan while we're talking about it. All right, so this is from NBC Sports, hamstring injury. No updates on Friday regarding the the severity of the injury, but we know how it, we know we know what it is, right? It's a hamstring. We know what the deal is with those. It's they are massively annoying injury. Uh, it could be he's fine next week. It could be two, three, four weeks. Who the hell knows, right? So, you know, do the best you can. Make whatever moves you can to replace him right now. It looks like Ogletree definitely saw a bump, so that's probably the best option uh, besides him. Um, beyond that, I'm not seeing any like direct replacement here. Uh, it looks like Travis Gibson saw a bump, but that's the that's you know Khalil Mack fallout. Uh, him and Robert Quinn seeing that bump. I don't see any other like inside linebackers that really got a bump here. Um, hang on, maybe Christian Jones. Let me check that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Christian Jones is probably going to take the Alec Ogletree role, where Ogletree is going to take the Roquan Smith role. So that's the new guy would be Christian Jones for whatever the duration is of the uh, Roquan injury. Um, but it's not going to be great. It's not going to be ideal. Uh, Ogletree is probably the guy. He'll probably see a spike in playing time and uh, probably production as well just because of you know what he's going to be asked to, to do. He's going to be the, the anchor in the middle of the defense. He's going to have the easy run-stopping tackles. He's going to be in the right spot for those short passes. Uh, I, I would not call his production you know, anything like what Roquan's capable of. Roquan's the LB1. He's the best LB in the league, inside linebacker in the league. There's no question about that. He is the most productive week-to-week. He never lets us down unless there's an injury, uh, like in this case here. Uh, if he's alive, he has a pulse, and he's playing 100% of snaps, you're getting a great week. It's that simple. He is incredible. So are we going to get that out of Ogletree or, or out of Christian Jones? Nope, not at all. But those are the two warm bodies that will probably see a bump here with the Roquan injury. Let's just hope he gets back for fantasy playoffs. That's the big thing. That's all that matters. Uh, okay, beyond Roquan, we got Jalen Johnson. Nice day. I did not see that one coming uh, against this Lions passing attack, quote, unquote. Uh, Jalen Johnson, 100% of snaps as usual. Kendall Vildor, I believe, was an inactive this week. 
So we got Artie Burns. Uh, let me just confirm that. Uh, yeah, Artie Burns came in for him. We don't want to chase that down. In full disclosure, Vildor and Jalen, neither have been like super great as a streaming corner option in the first place this year. So I would probably just stay away from this corners unit in, unless it's like a great matchup coming to the building. And then if that's the case, Jalen Johnson right now, until we see what's up with Vildor or Burns, we don't want to choose the wrong guy and then get a zero because they're not playing. So let's just not screw around with that at all. Uh, so yeah, Christian Jones did see six combined tackles this week. He was the second highest producer. He was in for 53% of snaps. That's directly related to Roquan going out. Uh, but I would put good money on the, you know, the, the bet being that Ogletree sees the biggest bump, probably up to a hundred percent of snaps and that, um, Christian Jones ends up playing like the, the Ogletree role, which is like 65 ish percent of snaps. Uh, regardless, the, this next game is going to tell us how that goes, so we'll figure it out sooner rather than later. But uh, there you go. That's your waivers moves. Robert Quinn, another good day. Landed a sack, bunch of tackles. He's been the Khalil Mack replacement in more ways than one. Really good game for him. Travis Gibson, good game. 73% of snaps played, and he had two solo tackles, one QB hit, and he did something else, too. What the hell was it? Oh, yeah, fumble recovery. So depending how much you get for that in your league, it may have been an acceptable game for him. Um, yeah. So, okay, after that, we got a bunch of guys no one cares about. Skidmarks Jackson was back playing this week. He only had three combined tackles, though. He was back up to 100% of snaps, along with Tayshawn Gibson. So as is tradition, those are your two starting safeties, 100% of snaps each when they're healthy. DeAndre Houston Carson dropped down to 12% of snaps, which is, that, that makes complete sense. Houston Carson is only playing when one of those guys is injured. Neither one of them was injured, so Houston Carson disappeared. That makes total sense. Uh, all right. Heading on down from there. Guys that let us down this week. No one we really care about. Tayshawn Gibson, Eddie Jackson. There you go. Both safeties. Not a great game. But they both played 100% of snaps. And this was the Lions. Uh, you know, not the 94 49ers. So we could probably assume that they'll have better games against a real offense. So I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, there you go. That's the Bears. The only waiver move is Christian Jones. Um, he'll probably be an LB4-ish in deeper leagues. Um, and Ogletree should see some kind of bump in playing time. But whatever. Even if I'm dead wrong about that, we'll know next game. And we'll, we'll get our information from there. So the move is, if you have room on your bench in a medium to deeper league, add Ogletree, add Christian Jones, and then go from there. And with that being said, we'll head over to the Lions. Okay, Lions production. Who do we got? Dean Marlowe led the way. Who the hell is Dean Marlowe? Okay, that's a safety that played safety along with third safety. So they had uh, Tracy Walker, Dean Marlowe, and Will Harris in this week. Will Harris saw a little dip down to 90% of snaps. Dean Marlowe, 100% of snaps out of nowhere. Uh, we've literally seen this one week. I've not said his name at any other point this season, so I trust it 0%. But if this is going to be a thing, uh, it may be worth a move in much deeper leagues to add Dean Marlowe, like right now, and we'll sit on it a week and see if it's real. If it is real, then, uh, you know, you get a decent starting safety out of it. Uh, but I don't believe it yet. 
But uh, I don't know. Adam, if you need safety help in much deeper leagues only, and we shall see. Uh, okay, after that, Alex Anzalone, really good game. Uh, Mr. Anzalone was in for 100% of snaps, as is tradition. Will Harris, Tracy Walker, both had really good games. Uh, 100% of snaps for Walker, second week in a row. Will Harris, 90% of snaps, so good playing time for both. Um, hopefully that Tracy Walker playing time sticks, but I doubt it will. Jalen Reeves-Mabin, five combined tackles, just 50% of snaps played due to an injury he sustained that took him out for a bit. Let's check that real quick. Okay, so I just did some reading on Lions uh, beat writer Twitter type stuff. So it looks like the Dean Marlowe thing may have been like a uh, like a cascade effect, for lack of a better term. It looks like, I think it was Jerry Jacobs could not play this week, so they moved Will Harris to Nickelback, and by moving Will Harris to Nickelback, they needed another starting safety. That's where Dean Marlowe came from, so this might be a one-week-only thing. Still, if you're in those crazy-ass deep 32-team leagues, shout-out dude on Twitter that uh, uh, mentioned I only talk about the guys I like. Uh, true true um i won't deny that but yeah if you are in those crazy ass deep leagues this is not a terrible idea right if you have the bench space add the guy i mean their defense did not play terribly um they only let up 16 points they've you know played really well on defense on defense the last few weeks they're definitely making tweaks uh who knows? We'll see if this sticks or not. It sounds like it was a one one game game plan that that uh, you know came from the Jerry Jacobs injury, from what I'm reading. So I doubt this is going to be a thing long term, but still, I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Adam, don't play him. Do not play him. Just add him, and we'll see if this is a thing going forward. Um, but yeah, I saw that while I was looking for the Reeves Maben stuff. The Reeves-Mabin thing I don't think is a super huge deal because he went out for a few plays, and I believe he went back in because I was watching this game. Plus, I can't find anything about an injury for him, so it doesn't sound like it's a huge deal. Besides, uh, the only places we're actually playing Jalen Reeves-Mabin are incredibly deep, dark, degenerate leagues. Like, I've got him as my LB7 in an all-IDP league <laughs> on uh, Yahoo. Um yeah, that's just like 16 teams, super degenerate. So I, I'm concerned because I need my LB7, but most people don't give a shit about this. So not a huge deal, uh, big picture. But yeah, it looks like he's fine. Uh, but yeah, just be careful with the Marlowe thing. If you add him, don't play him this week or this next game. We'll see how it uh, turns out. Take it from there. Uh, okay, beyond that, we got... Bunch of guys no one cares about. Uh, Amani Warrior landed a pick. That looks good. Corner-wise, we had... Uh, oh, maybe it was A.J. Parker that was out. Yeah, so Jerry Jacobs played. Amani Warrior played. Yeah, A.J. Parker did not play. That's what it is. Okay. So it all came from the A.J. Parker injury, it looks like. Um, all right. But yeah, this week we had Jacobs. We had Amani uh, Warrior 100% of snaps each. And it looks like no third corner. Yeah, there you go. That would normally be uh, Parker. So, yep, that's where all the Marlowe stuff came from. Um, but yeah, things are pretty much normal at corner besides that injury right there. Uh, things out of the ordinary. Levi on. Anwu Zugariki, no idea how you say that name. Doesn't matter. Backup defensive end, 33% of snaps. We can ignore that random outlier sack right there. That's not going to be a thing. Uh, other than that, Derek Barnes, probably still not a thing. Nope, 27% of snaps. 
Uh, Chris Harris played enough, 89% of snaps. Um, Anzalone remains the best inside linebacker option. Uh, Julian Aquara, 54% of snaps. Yeah, not much else going on here. Um, we'll just see what happens with the Marlowe thing going forward and hope that Reeves Mabrin is okay. And beyond that, same shit, different day for the Lions. And that's it for Lions Bears. Let's keep it going. Okay, we got Raiders Cowboys next. Uh, another fun week to be a Cowboys fan. Sweet Jesus. It, you know, the, the meltdown took longer than usual, but it is here as is tradition. So it was fun while it lasted. All right, let's start with the Raiders. Lead producer, Jonathan Abram, who's having a magnificent year. Um, you know, Mike Wollert predicted that this would be the safety one before the season, and a lot of people laughed it off. I did not, because uh, I know Mike Wollert knows his shit, so when he says something, I tend to listen. Uh, yeah, he's close. He was safety four in most scoring formats before this week. Add another ten tackles, seven of them solo. This guy could be safety one before this thing is said and done. Uh, I mean, Derwin's having a hell of a year, um, you know, and there are another couple guys that are up there, but consistency wise, no one's been better than Abram. Abram has not had a bad week that I can recall. He has been excellent. So hope you were able to get some Jonathan Abram before the season. He's been as uh, expected. Uh, but yep, he led the way. He played 100% of snaps. Nothing to see there. He remains excellent. Uh, okay, after that, we've got... Um, Corey Littleton, nine combined tackles, five of them solo. That's interesting. So Littleton was in for 72% of snaps, which is decent, while Perryman played 96%. Perryman gave us seven combined tackles and a QB hit, only two of them solo, though. So a bit of a down day for Perryman, but still seven combined tackles. That's a four in five, nine, like 10 points in most of my leagues. That's, that's, that is down for him a little bit on the season, but... Overall, uh, the playing time is excellent, 96% of snaps. He's been excellent all year. Uh, and the Cowboys did not run nearly as much as most people thought they would this week, so those easy run-stopping tackles were fewer and farther between. So it is what it is. He'll be fine. He remains excellent. Casey Hayward, good game. Brandon Faceyson, good game. Nate Hobbs, good game. Wow, it's it's almost like uh, those were good corners to stream this week, and uh, there should be someone out there that recommends things like that and has an article on that every Friday. Oh, that's right. There is. Uh, there you go. You're welcome. Uh, corner snaps. We've got Hayward, 100%. Hobbs, 80%. Faceyson, 70%. That's down a little bit. Uh, so that's new. Let's just double-check, make sure he's okay real quick. One second. Yeah, concussion for Brandon Faceyson after 70% of snaps, and that's why uh, that's why he left, concussion. Um, yeah, it's getting to that time of year uh, where I can just look at snaps and know when something happened. So there you go. He should be back in a week or two. Um, but, yeah, all three of those corners remain excellent options. Hobbs will probably see a bump if Faceyson can't go next week. I have no idea who they play or even if they have a bye next week. I don't know. No idea. But uh, regardless, long-term, it'll be fine. All three of those remain good options if the matchup is correct, so we're looking good there. Uh, okay, after that, we got no one cares about this guy, no one cares about this guy, no one cares about this guy. Trayvon Mulrig did nothing, as is tradition. Yannick Ngakwe landed a sack. He's been excellent all year, 78% of snaps. Max Crosby, 89% of snaps, but just one tackle assist and one QB hit on the day. 
Yeah, he's definitely been Min Crosby lately. Shout out John Macri for that joke. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the places I got him, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not leaving. I'm not, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> because I know what he's capable of, and I, and I see the metrics, and and he's like PFF's number one or number two overall graded pass rusher. So I know production's coming, and there's been a couple games this year where he's just blown the hell up and won me my week. Uh, so that's nature of defensive end p- production. I whatever that he had a down week odds are that my opponent will have at least one guy that has a down week as well those cancel out and I live to see another day but when Crosby has one of those two and a half three sack games I win my week so I, I'm fine I'm gonna live with it uh, if you guys want to bow out I understand you know he's had two good weeks this year or two or three good games this year like two monster excellent games and then a you know one or two acceptable games where you strung together enough other sna- uh, stats to have you an acceptable game but a lot of poopy weeks in between whole lot of poopy weeks so I get it if you're frustrated you got to do what you got to do um, I've designed my teams in a way where I can live with it I, I know if, if he's gonna let me down there are other guys that are gonna pick up that slack pick up that production and at the end of the day I'll be in a pretty good spot to win and go to playoffs um, but, you know, to each their own. You got to do what you got to do. My question is, what else is there that's better out there? Where else are you going to find a 89% of snaps, which is a shitload for defensive end, by the way, um, 83, 89% of snaps defensive end that is PFF's number one or two overall graded pass rusher for the year? Where are you going to find that on waivers? Um if, if you can find that on waivers, knock yourself out, but it doesn't exist. Uh, I'm just going to roll with it because I know there's some big weeks coming. So hopefully they, they do happen sooner rather than later, but uh, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, okay, that's pretty much everyone of note. Let's look at playing time. Yeah, Morig, 100% of snaps, but did nothing with them as, as is usual. Abram, 100% of snaps. <clears throat> Perryman, pretty decent bump up to 96%. He usually plays like 80s, so that's nice to see. Ngakwe played plenty, 78% of snaps. Littleton, a little downward bump to 72%, but not a lot. He's usually like low 80s, high 70s. Uh, not a huge deal. He had a nice game, too. Beyond that, nothing of note here. No other movement, no waiver wire moves, unless uh, Facesin can't go next week. But to be honest, I couldn't even tell you who's going to come in for him. It might be, it looks like it might be Desmond Trufant, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't trust that. I would just go with Hobbs or Hayward if the matchup is correct. Uh, but yep, that's what we got on the Raiders. Let's look at the Cowboys. Lead producer of the Cowboys, Keanu Neal, 12 combined tackles, six of them solo, one tackle for loss, and 94% of snaps played. It's been good. It's been fun the last couple of weeks if you had Keanu Neal rolling out, but I think the party's over ne- uh, next game. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is coming back from IR. He's designated to return. That's going to have a bit of an effect on everything because Parsons will come off the defensive line and back to inside linebacker. And we've seen that when Parsons is the inside linebacker, Keanu Neal and, Jay- and Leighton Vanderesh split the other inside linebacker role pretty much 50-50. So we're going to cut Neal's snaps in half, basically, when that happens. Um, cause and effect. So 
while it's been nice the last two weeks, uh, when Lawrence comes back, it's going to affect a whole bunch of things, and one of those is Keanu Neal and LVE. They're both going to take a hit in their playing time. So just be ready for that and know it's coming because it's coming. Uh, okay, after that, J. Ron Kirst, another monster game. 11 combined tackles, one tackle for loss, two pass defenses on the day. Just a monster, monster game for Kirst. He's been excellent all year. Uh, he was in for 99% of snaps and remains a great option at safety. After that, we got Jordan Lewis. Nice game at streaming corner, seven combined tackles, one sack. Uh, Jordan Lewis was in for 82% of snaps which is correct. He's always the third corner. Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs both played 100% of snaps. Micah Parsons on the defensive line this week. Five combined tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss, five QB hits. Unreal. Unreal. And Parsons was in for uh, 89% of snaps. So he makes a hell of a pass rusher. But with Demarcus Lawrence coming back next week, He'll be back to playing inside linebacker. So instead of getting, you know, five-ish tackles and a sack or two, we're going to get ten-ish tackles and maybe a sack. We'll see. Either way, it's going to be good production. Okay, heading down from there, Trayvon Diggs, five combined tackles. That's an acceptable day, but clearly not what he's capable of. 100% of snaps for him. Anthony Brown, just three solo tackles, bit of a down day. LVE, just three combined tackles, 61% of snaps played. Uh, he's going to take a hit as well when Parsons returns to inside linebacker. Terrell Basham landed a sack. I know we can ignore that. Yep, backup defensive end, 47% of snaps. And he's going to see even fewer than 47% when Lawrence returns because uh, it's going to knock everyone down a little bit. Dorrance Armstrong will see a dip. Basham will see a dip. Uh, all those guys because Lawrence will be right back in the fold. Uh, okay, other than that, no one we care about. Oh, Ziggy, OD, OD Ziggy Zua didn't do anything, and he only played 40% of snaps. So it is what it is. Waivers? Yeah, there's no waivers here. Anti-waivers. It's anti-waivers because you should adjust for the fact that uh, when Lawrence comes back, everything's going to look different on the defense. So you can't trust Neil nearly as much. You can't trust LVE nearly as much. And the production style uh, and type of production for Parsons is going to change. Um, so anti-waivers, not waivers this week. So, all right, that's what we got. Cowboys and Raiders. Okay, final Thanksgiving Day game was Bills and Saints. Bills got the ship back on track. We will start with the Bills. Lead producer, Ty. Matt Milano, Tremaine, Edmonds. Eight combined tackles each, five of them solo each. Matt Milano slightly better with the one tackle for loss extra. Uh, they were in four... 84% of snaps each. The playing time is going to look wonky for everyone here because they blew uh, the Saints away pretty good. So they all got to rest, which is probably good for them long term. But, yep, everything's back to normal with this. I would assume in, if this were against a real team, we'd have 100% of snaps for Wallace, Hyde, Poyer, Milano, Edmonds, Teron Johnson, Levi Wallace. Um, Tredavious White before, you know, if, if he hadn't have blown his ACL. The normal guys would have played their normal snaps, but it's going to look different this week because of the blowout. But, yep, Milano and Edmonds look good. Ed Oliver finally did something. Four combined tackles, half a sack, one pass defense, two QB hits. Uh, I would not count on that. That is not tradition. He did see 61% of snaps, but he has not been anything like what we wanted him to be. So this is probably a one-off. 
Speaking of one-offs, Mario Addison landed a sack. We can't trust really anyone on the defensive line here because it's a true rotation. Uh, it's a little bit different each week, and no guy usually plays more than like upper 50% snaps, which is not great. So I'm going to go ahead and ignore that. Teron Johnson, bit of a down week, four combined tackles, one tackle for loss. Levi Wallace, down week, three combined tackles. Um, yep, it is what it is. This was the Saints offense under Trevor Simeon. So, uh, you know, not the greatest show on turf, that's for sure. Uh, guys that let us down this week, Micah Hyde, just two combined tackles and a QB hit. Jordan Poyer saved his day with an interception and a decent chunk of return yards. Uh... And that's about it. Tredavious White obviously blew his ACL. He's done for the year. Dane Jackson is the replacement. Dane Jackson only played 63% of snaps, but once again, that was due to blowout. Plus, he only came in when Tredavious White went out. So, uh, Dane Jackson's the waiver wire move. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're in a 32-team league and you need a corner that's going to play 100% of snaps the rest of the year, there you go. That's the move. But... Uh, you know me, I'm only going to pick this guy up if the matchup looks correct. Um, but it might be a good move because he'll be in for a ton of snaps if he maintains the same position that White did. Um, and he'll probably get picked on, uh, because he's not Levi Wallace and he's not Teron Johnson. He's, he's some dude no one's ever heard of. That's, that's probably not very good. That's why he's not starting. Uh, so he'll get picked on, which means pass defense and tackles is a good floor. So it's a good name to keep in the old brain box if the matchup looks good in upcoming weeks. Dane Jackson, corner, Bills. Other than that, everything looks good here. No changes. Uh, Milano and Edmonds, both healthy, back, productive, looking good. That's good. Heading on over to the Saints, Demario Davis bounce back game. Ten combined tackles, six of them solo, one tackle for loss. Demario played 100% of snaps, as is tradition. Marcus Williams, good game. Nine combined tackles. That's fine. He played 100% of snaps, but he's pretty sporadic usually, although this is his second good game in a row, I believe. Uh, you know, do with that what you will. Uh, between him and Jenkins, they've both kind of been somewhat sporadic this year, so I would try not to trust either if possible. Uh, after that, big surprise, Bradley Roby. Eight combined tackles, seven of them solo, one pass defense, one interception. Bradley Roby only played 48% of snaps, so we can ignore that. Uh, it is interesting, though. Uh, so corners this week was Lattimore, as usual, every snap. P.J. Williams, which has been a newer thing the last couple weeks, 91% of snaps. Paulson Adebo continues to be on the outside looking in, 67% of snaps. Bradley Roby also on the outside looking in, 48% of snaps. So despite the really good production week for Roby, he's playing less than half the snaps. I would not trust that. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, good game. Five combined tackles, for them solo pass defense. Paulson Adebo, decent game, but does, isn't playing enough. Quan Alexander saved his week with a pick. Four combined tackles, three of them solo, one pass defense, one interception. Uh, let's see what happened with Quan and Pete Werner. Quan was in for 76% of snaps. Pete Werner just 24%, so no changes there. And Quan has not shattered into a million pieces yet, so I'm 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 befuddled, to be honest with you. Just wondering when that's gonna happen. Uh beyond that, not a lot going on here. Two random sacks from the pass rush, Carl Granderson and Caden Ellis. Uh neither of those guys are a name I've mentioned out loud before. So it looks like Carl Granderson came in for uh, Marcus Davenport, 
who was inactive this week. So as soon as uh, Davenport's good to go, Granderson disappears. And then who the hell was the other guy? Caden Ellis. That is a backup linebacker, 14% of snaps. We can absolutely ignore that. Uh, okay, Cameron Jordan, down week, just one tackle assist, one pass defense. Uh, David Anumata, down week. I don't think he had any stats of any kind this week. Let's see his playing time. Yeah, 50% of snaps he was in. He just did not record a stat this week, so that stinks. But he's been really good uh, past few weeks, so it's fine. Uh, he'll be okay. Uh, other than that, no one else that really is of note here, besides maybe Malcolm Jenkins. Three combined tackles, two of them solo, 100% of snaps played. Another down week for him, but uh, I don't know what to tell you. It, it, hopefully he'll bounce back. Um if you can find a better option, it's maybe not a bad idea. But just in general this year, safety has not been consistent. I, I can think of like three guys that have had almost every week being good. Um, J. Ron Curse, Jalen Thompson, and uh, oh, Raiders guy. What the hell is his name? Yeah, Jonathan Abram. So besides those guys, I mean, there have been plenty of excellent safety performances this year. They've just been a little more sporadic than usual. Even guys like Buda Baker and Jamal Adams have had plenty of bad weeks this year. Plenty. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. There's something about safety this year. It has not been as consistent as uh, in years past. So I don't know what to tell you. He can try and find a better option. But, uh, I don't know, Jenkins is, is definitely a decent option. He's had some really good weeks, you know. He plays 100% of snaps. He's a strong safety. It does not get much better than that usually. So it's just one of those weird things, you know. The production's not always going to be perfect. Um, I don't know. Do it. Do what you feel on that. But I think in most places I have him, I'm just going to ride it out because uh, he's in a good position for production, especially with Trevor Simeon leading the freaking team. I mean, let's just look at that real quick, shall we? Let's let's look at the team stats and see how much of a bloodbath that was. Okay, first downs, twenty-one to twelve, Buffalo. Time of possession. 35 to 25 Buffalo. Yeah. There you go. That 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 tells the story right there. So if Trevor Simeon's going to be leading this team, that means Malcolm Jenkins is going to get an extra an extra 5 minutes of defense a week minimum because this guy stinks and they they can't stay on the field on offense. So I'm probably going to ride it out, but I I hear you. I hear you. It's not been great. Um but yeah, I think that's all we got here. Uh, playing time-wise, nothing else looks weird. We talked about the important stuff. Waiver wire moves. Maybe Granderson if uh, Davenport's out again next week, but you know, it would only be a short-term thing, and this is not a super talented dude from, from what I've seen. And, and, you know, common sense dictates that if he was, he'd be starting instead of, Mark and da instead of Marcus Davenport. So there you go. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, everything else is pretty much the same here. No movement. Uh, that is the Saints, that is the Bills, that is the Thursday games, and we'll pick back up on the Sunday 1 p.m. games starting right about meow. Okie dokie, that takes us into the Sunday 1 p.m. games. We're going to go ahead and start with the Steelers and Bengals. Yeah, this is a tough one for the Steelers, and the news just keeps getting worse. I just read that uh, TJ Watt's on the COVID list. Uh, we'll see if it's actual uh, two-week COVID, or if he got the shot, and uh, he'll be able to come back. It's uh, Monday right now, so there's a, there's a chance if he got the jab that uh, he'll be good for this upcoming week, but 
Less than ideal, obviously, uh, for the Steelers. So we'll get started with their production. Uh, it looks like they were on the field on defense quite a bit this week, quite a bit. So, yeah, 77 total team tackles compared to 57 for the Bengals. Uh, yep, that's pretty indicative of a one-sided affair, uh, which this was, 41-10. Uh, to 10. Let's check the team stats real quick and see what that looks like. So, yeah, 25 first downs for the Bengals, just 16 for the Steelers. Time of possession, 36 minutes to 24. Bengals offense on the field, so... Yeah, that tells me, you know, even before we really dive into this, that it's going to be a bloated and dangerous uh, Steelers uh, box score, much like me after eating Chipotle, uh, my internal organs, that is. And then the Bengals, I, I mean, I know. I've got Jesse Bates, Von Bell everywhere. I, I know they did essentially nothing this week, uh, and that's not their fault, you know. Uh, the Bengals' defense was on the field 24 minutes. That's not going to be enough. And when they were, the Steelers didn't do much, right? 16 first downs the entire game. The, the only passing touchdown was in garbage time, 10 total points. Uh, that's not going to do it, right? That's that's part of IDP production is having the right game script, having the right factors we can't control um, for our guys to produce. Does, does that mean I'm going to freak out and drop Jesse Bates or Von Bell? Hell no. Are you kidding me? Things happen. They'll be fine. Uh, the next time they play a real team with a real offense, I'm sure both those guys are going to be A-OK. -okay. So it is what it is, something we can't control, but it doesn't change that they both play a lot, are super productive, and uh, you know are probably going to help us win some titles. Okay, we'll start with the Steelers' production. Uh, so Joe Schobert led the way, 11 combined tackles, 8 of them solo. Uh, he was in for 97% of snaps. That makes sense. Uh, Bengals got up early in this one and then just ran Joe Mixon until the wheels came off and just killed the clock and basically slowly bled the Steelers out. So uh, that makes total sense. Uh, okay, after that, Minka Fitzpatrick, eight combined tackles, five of them solo. Minka was in for 96% of snaps. Cameron Hayward, excellent game, eight combined tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one QB hit. Mr. Hayward was in for 79% of snaps. He remains an excellent defensive tackle option. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, bit of an up week. Seven combined tackles, six of them solo, one tackle for loss, 100% of snaps. So that looked good. Uh, Corners-wise, I believe we were out. We were without Joe Hayden. <clears throat> excuse me, this week. So that means we got some James Pierre, we got some Arthur Mullet, and we got all of the Cameron Sutton um, Generally, it's Cameron Sutton and Joe Hayden with Pierre and Mollett as corners like three and four. So we could probably ignore uh, the slightly better game from Arthur Mollett this week. That'll disappear when Joe Hayden comes back. Alex Highsmith, decent game. Five combined tackles, three of them solo, two tackles for loss. He was in for 71% of snaps. Uh, beyond that, Sutton and Pierre, both acceptable games, four combined tackles. Chris Warmly landed a sack. That is... Defensive end, 66% of snaps. Uh, I think he gets good playing time because uh, what's-his-face isn't there. It's not Bud Dupree. It's the other guy. Hang on. Let me check before my brain explodes on me. Yeah, Stefan Tuitt is uh, who I was thinking of. So, yeah, war uh, Warmly, Warmly, however the hell you say his name, that's typically not a guy we're going to be talking about. 
Uh, last year it was Bud Dupree and Tuit, I believe. Uh, this year uh, we haven't seen much of Tuit. He's been pretty banged up, so we got guys like uh, Chris Warmly that show up every once in a while. Pass rush-wise, though, if it's not T.J. Watt, if it's not Cameron Hayward, if it's not Alex Highsmith, it's not someone I'm interested in. Uh, Devin Bush, despite many, many, many Cincinnati rushing attempts, 38 to be precise, only managed four combined tackles on the day, only one of them solo despite playing 84% of snaps and being on the field for 36 minutes. That is not great. That's less than ideal. He's pretty not good. So uh, unfortunate but true. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I, anywhere I had Devin Bush, I got rid of him a long time ago. Um, a, because he's an asshole. I mean, anyone that's on Twitter knows that. Uh, he said some pretty stupid things. Um, generally, I don't care about that. I play to win the game. I got plenty of Tyreek Hill. I got plenty of Joe Mixon. I don't give a shit. I'm playing to win the game. But Devin Bush has said some really stupid things, and I don't like the Steelers to begin with, so F that guy. I'm not interested. But, you know, beyond that, his production's been terrible. His playing time has been okay. But, I mean, you know, you're not getting anything out of it. So, uh more of the same. More of the same. Uh, okay, after that, TJ Watt. Just two solo tackles this week. No splash plays, no sacks, no tackles for loss. Nothing. Uh, he was in for 81% of snaps, so he played plenty. But this is what I'm talking about. Even the most consistent and best of these guys, these outside linebacker guys, these pass rush, edge rush guys, are going to have games like this. If you're relying on sacks or splash plays, eventually the party is going to stop, right? Uh, the only way to get anything resembling consistent production every week is to have combined tackle floor guys. Because even if they have the worst week in the world, like Roquan, Roquan got injured like 30-something percent of snaps this week. He's still got you three solo tackles. That's six points in most of my leagues. That's three more than uh, TJ Watt got you. Watt played 81% of snaps. Roquan only gave us 34%, like, right? So even the worst down bad day for the combined linebacker or combined tackle linebacker guys is going to be better than these worst days for these outside linebacker guys because there's no tackle floor for these outside linebackers. That's not what they do. They, they have sacks or splash plays or nothing. Uh, so I'd rather roll the dice with combined tackles any day of the week because those always happen, and sacks and splash plays do not. So unfortunate, but I think he will bounce back. Uh, who knows, though, with the COVID. We'll have to see when he comes back first uh, or if he misses this week or anything. Uh, guys that let us down this week, no one really of note. Uh, I mean, Watt's the big one. Uh, looking at the playing time, I'm not seeing anything waiver-wise. We're not even going to bother with the corners. Um, Hayden should be back sooner rather than later. If he's not, you can pick up James Pierre as like a one-week option or a two-week option if the matchup is correct. Uh, beyond that, more of the same. No real changes in the playing time or anything like that. Uh, we could get Stefan Tuitt back at some point. That might be a decent 3-4 defensive end in much deeper leagues. But that's it. That's what we got going on with the Steelers uh, this week. Okay, over on the Bengals, you know, just keep in mind, uh, like the NFL average is, I, I actually think it is 30 minutes. I tried to look this up earlier in the season. I couldn't find it anywhere, but that does make sense, right? Because, you know, if you're looking at the top time of possession and the bottom time of possession, it should even out to about 30 minutes being the norm. Um, you know, they spent six less minutes on uh, defense this week than, um, than usual. Uh, and when they were on the field, Pittsburgh put up, you know, 
uh, wow, 51 rushing yards on 15 attempts. That's not a, that's not a lot, and that's not going to help guys like Von Bell and Logan Wilson. The uh, easy run stopping tackles are not there when they're only rushing 15 times. And then Roethlisberger, 24 completions, 263 yards, and a good chunk of that was done at the end of the game in garbage time when guys like Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and Logan Wilson were already out of the game. The top uh, defender on the Bengals this week, the top three, Logan Wilson, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, only played 63% of snaps. They got to sit the entire fourth quarter because this game was over. So by the time the the, uh, Steelers actually put up some offense and and we had a chance for this Bengals IDP unit to produce, it was too late. They're already on the bench. We had backups we'd never heard of before in the game, uh, getting those tackles, getting those pass defense. Um, It's unfortunate, but uh, that's how it worked out this week. Um, You know, I would not panic, though. This was just game script and outside, you know, outside factors we had no control over that caused this. So uh, I'm positive these guys will bounce back. Uh, Logan Wilson's had a great year. Von Bell is always good. Jesse Bates is always good. As long as they have a team across from them that's capable of putting up sustained offense, they're going to have a good game. So I'm not too worried. With that in mind, looking at the Bengals' production, Logan Wilson led the way, six solo tackles on only 63% of snaps. That's not bad. That's a decent game for him. B.J. Hill landed a sack. That's definitely got to be... A backup? Maybe not. Defensive tackle, 61% of snaps. Yeah, it looks like Ogunjobi played a little bit less than usual. Uh, and we got a couple... Tupuwu? Tupuwu? I don't know how you say that guy's name. Uh, yeah. Ogunjobi is the best defensive tackle option here. He only played 48% of snaps this week. Likely got some rest, so I wouldn't go chasing down B.J. Hill. Uh, let's see. We got a bunch of picks. Mike Hilton had a pick and a touchdown. Eli Apple had a pick. Uh, the corner breakdown usually is Chidobi Wuzier, best option. Eli Apple, second best option. Mike Hilton, third best option. So, yep, um, that checks out. That is correct. Uh, Wuzier, 63% of snaps. Apple, 63% of snaps. Hilton, 60% of snaps. And let's remember that no one got north of 63% of snaps this week due to the blowout and everyone getting some rest. So no changes there. Both Hendrickson and Hubbard were able to land a sack, so good games for both of them. We didn't get anything out of Jermaine Pratt this week. Uh, didn't play enough. Slash, there wasn't anything to get. No opposing offense, so no movement there. Beyond that, we were looking at Akeem Davis-Gaither, I believe. Uh, was that the guy we were looking at? Do, 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 do. Hang on, let me find out. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, I must have missed this, or... I don't know. I probably actually did say it when it happened, but I just didn't remember. Davis Gaither's on IR, so Jermaine Pratt is the second linebacker, inside linebacker option here. But once again, he only saw 47% of snaps this week due to the blowout, and when he was on the field, there was no opposing offense for him to produce off of, so it is what it is in regards to that. Guys that let us down this week, Ogunjobi, Awuzie, Jesse Bates, None of them played anything close to their normal amount of snaps. When they were on the field, there was no opposing offense to eat from. So it is what it is. Uh, These guys will bounce back. Uh, Let's take a quick pause and see what their schedule looks like coming up. Okay, this actually looks pretty promising, to be honest with you guys. So heading into fantasy playoffs, which is right around the corner, they got the Chargers next week, uh, December 5th. 
that's excellent. That's that's a good balanced offense uh, that is you know going to be able to put up some opposing offense for these guys to eat from. 49ers the week after that's going to be a good Logan Wilson game and a good Von Bell game for uh, those run stopping tackles. Broncos the week after that's kind of kind of dog shit to be honest with you. Not great. But uh, it is what it is. So that's week, what are we in, 12, 13, 14? That's week 15, so that sucks. That's right in the middle of fantasy playoffs. Uh, If you can, maybe set up a different option for that week uh, for safety and linebacker for, um, yeah, you know, for both safeties and linebacker. I don't know if I'd trust Bates, Bell, or Wilson against a Broncos offense that is offensive. Uh, Week after, though, is the Ravens. That's division. That should be excellent. Week after that is Chiefs. That's championship week for fantasy playoffs. So that's perfect. That's literally perfect. Uh, So if you do get to the championship game in your leagues, all your IDP options for the Bengals should be fine against the Chiefs. Uh, That is an excellent, balanced, opposing offense that will spend plenty of time on the field, will produce plenty of offense that will lead to plenty of tackles, pass defense, picks, sacks, the whole nine yards. That is perfect. If we can get to the finals with our Bengals options, they're going to be A-OK. And that's what we got for Steelers-Bengals. Let's keep it moving. Okay, next one is Colts and Bucks. This was an excellent back-and-forth affair, 38-31 to 31 final. Plenty of offense, plenty of balanced offense back and forth. Just kind of perfect scenario for IDP production. So I think we got basically what we needed just about everywhere in this one. So we're looking good. We'll start with the Bucks. Jordan Whitehead led the way, eight combined tackles, six of them solo. Uh, so Whitehead was in for 99% of snaps. He's really come on as of lately as the other safety here with Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, So he's been an excellent option. Uh, Yep, continues to be good. Shaq Barrett, massive bounce back game. Eight combined tackles, five of them solo, two sacks, uh, one tackle for loss, and two QB hits. Uh, Barrett was in for 80% of snaps. Uh, Yep, remains a great pass rush option, except in leagues where he's designated just LB. Levante David, excellent game as usual. Seven combined tackles, five of them solo, one tackle for loss, one pass defense. Looking good. Uh, Antoine Winfield, excellent game. Seven combined tackles, five of them solo, one pass defense, one pick. He played 100% of snaps as usual. Uh, Levante David, also 100% of snaps. So everyone looking good so far. We got Pierre Desir this week because we lost Jamel Dean 7% of snaps into this game. We did get Sean Murphy Bunting back, so that's good. So it'll, it looks like it'll be Desir and Murphy Bunting if uh, Jamel Dean can't go next game. Uh, if he can go, it'll be Dean and Murphy Bunting. So that's your corner options. Desir was excellent in relief this week, but no one played him because no one knew that uh, Jamel Dean was going to get hurt. So we can ignore that. Murphy Bunting, first game back from Bayar, five combined tackles, two of them solo, two pass defense. Excellent game right there. He was in for 99% of snaps. Uh, Kevin Minter came in for a little bit because Devin White was dinged and hurt for a minute, but Kevin or Devin White did come back into the game, so we're good there. He did only have three solo tackles in the game, Devin White, uh, and only played 51% of snaps due to that injury, but he was able to return, so I think we're looking good. Uh, okay, and Dominican Sue landed a sack. Uh, JPP, uh, yep, JPP is the only guy that really let us down this week, and he played 65% of snaps. 
So down week for him, but you know he's he's capable of uh, excellent production any any week any given week. So you know I don't think we need to worry about that. Uh, playing time wise, everything looks good except Devin White, but we know what happened there. He got dinged. He went out for a bunch of plays. He came back in. I think he's good to go. Let's just double check that real quick. Okay, I'm reading that Devin White is limited but practicing due to a thigh injury. Since he was able to return and since he is getting in a LP or limited practice, he should be good to go for this upcoming week, so I don't think we need to worry. Beyond that, everything is looking pretty good here. Nothing that we're really monitoring except the Jamel Dean injury and the Devin White injury. White looks good. Dean, I have no idea. Plus, it's Monday, so we have no idea in general. Just keep an eye on it. Uh, depending on what the matchup is next week, it's going to be either Murphy Bunting and Desir or Murphy Bunting and Dean, uh, depending on Dean if Dean can go or not. So there you go. That's your corner's options. Heading over to the Colts, Darius Leonard finally had a Darius Leonard game. 15 combined tackles, 12 of them solo, one pass defense, 100% uh, of snaps played. That is what you got him for right there. So he finally did it. I think it's been, what, 12 weeks? He finally did it. So congratulations, everyone that spent a third or fourth round pick on him. You finally got your money's worth. It only took 12 weeks. Bobby Okariki, also excellent game, uh, also cost exponentially less. Eight combined tackles, six of them solo, one tackle for loss, also played 100% of snaps. Uh, after that, we got our two new waiver wire safeties recently here. George Odom, eight combined tackles, four of them solo, 94% of snaps. Andrew Sandejo, six combined tackles, three of them solo, and 100% of snaps. So for the second week in a row, Sandejo plays just a teeny tiny bit more, I believe, if I recall last game correctly. Uh, either one of these guys is an okay waiver wire safety, though. It's a decent warm body, safety 3-4, that type of deal. Uh, okay, after that, we got Xavier Rhodes. Pretty solid game. Mr. Rhodes had five combined tackles, four of them solo, one pass defense, and he played just 57% of snaps, so that is somewhat dangerous. Uh, obviously, Kenny Moore is the best option here. It looks like Rakia Sin played the second most. That's weird. It's usually Rhodes playing the second most, so that's out of order this week. I don't know why that is, but, um, you know, could be an injury. I'm not going to check because it's not that important. Uh, you know, if it's not Kenny Moore, it's not great for Storming Corner over here. Um, okay, after that, we got Buckner. Massive game. Three solo tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, one QB hit. And Buckner actually went out twice in this game with injury. I, I thought I lost him for the season twice, but he returned both times, played 78% of snaps, and just had an absolutely massive dominant game. So he is looking good. Uh, Quiddy Pay also landed a sack. Quiddy Pay was in for 75% of snaps, and he's looked really good since he's returned to the lineup recently. Guys that let us down this week, I think it's just Kenny Moore. That's really the big one, Kenny Moore. So that's weird because this was like a perfect ideal matchup against this really good Bucks uh, passing attack. What's weird though is the Bucks didn't use the passing attack. The Colts did use the passing attack. So it was like a reverse. Uh, you know, the Bucks were out of character, the Colts were out of character, and this game ended up coming right down to the wire. Um, Kenny Moore will be fine. He remains one of the top five IDP uh, cornerback options on the planet. 
Um, you know, probably top three, to be honest with you. So he, he remains super good, played every snap. He'll bounce back. It is what it is. Beyond that, no one else really care about here. Uh, let's look at playing time. Everything looks normal, except the Xavier Rhodes and Rocky Sin switcheroo. No idea what that's about, but, uh, you know, that'll clarify itself as the week continues. Uh, if there's any injuries, we'll read about that uh, on Twitter and through beat writers and whatnot. Beyond that, everything else looks the same. Everything looks good. We got lucky with DeForest Buckner being able to stay in this one and remain healthy. And we made it through another week without losing any major Colts or uh, Bucks um, besides Jamel Dean. So we're looking good, and we will keep it going. Okay, we are going to pick up here with Panthers and Dolphins. Excuse me. And, uh, okay, <clears throat> upon first inspection, it looks like the uh, Panthers spent the vast majority of this game on defense. Uh, their box score, box score is just absolutely bloated. Uh, yeah, 10 first downs total the entire day for the Panthers. CMC done for the year. Cam Newton reverting into a pumpkin. Not great. Uh, Dolphins, 22 first downs, 38 minutes time of possession for offense for the Dolphins, 22 minutes offensive time of possession, Panthers. So that means the Panthers defense spent 38 minutes on the field this week. Uh, that is apparent. That is quite apparent. Um, that stands out like a sore thumb in this box score. So we've got 89 total team tackles for the Panthers, 46 only for the Dolphins. So we're going to have a bunch of guys that let us down for the Dolphins unless they lucked into a splash play of some kind. Uh, and we're going to have everyone and their brother producing for the Panthers. <clears throat> so let's keep that in mind and let's get going. Okay, lead producer for the Panthers this week, Shaq Thompson, 13 combined tackles, 10 of them solo. That's a beautiful game for Mr. Thompson. What we're interested, though, is is he back up to 100% of snaps played? Yes, he is. So it took us about a month, but he's back. He's back where he belongs, playing every snap, so we're looking good, just in time for playoffs. Thank God. Dante Jackson, massive game. 11 combined tackles, 10 of them solo, one pass defense. Uh, Dante Jackson was in for 92% of snaps. It looks like a bunch of guys got rest here because this one was over pretty quick. But we did get enough snaps out of Jackson, Chin, Thompson, and Burns, it looks like. Okay, after that, we got Jeremy Chin, another good game. Seven combined tackles, five of them solo, one pass defense. That's 10, 12, 15 points in most of my leagues. That's looking good. Uh, yeah, he was in for 96% of snaps, so that looks pretty good. So, yeah, Chin has recovered quite nicely after the slow start to the season. Part of that definitely is the... Um, offensive ineptitude of the Panthers as of late. Uh, it has really helped out their defensive production across the board, so we shall take it. Uh, after that, we got Brian Burns. Uh, looking good. Looking really good. He landed a sack last week, but that was about it. This week, six combined tackles, four of them solo, one sack, two tackles for loss, one QB hit on 66% of snaps played. He is fine. Despite Mac Jones' best efforts, he's fine. Uh, Bravion, Roy, whoever the hell that is, we can ignore that backup defensive tackle. Jermaine Carter, five combined tackles despite playing 76% of snaps and being 
you know, 76% of 38 minutes. So essentially almost a full normal game's worth of snaps. Still only got his five combined tackles. So Carter is definitely the odd man out uh, with Shaq Thompson back up to 100% of snaps. Let's keep that in mind as we go forward. Uh, Phil Hoskins landed a sack. That's another backup defensive tackle we can ignore. Uh, Derek Brown did nothing as is tradition. Uh, what else we got? Eater. Eater didn't do anything. Stefan Gilmore didn't do anything. CJ Henderson didn't do anything. Asan Reddick had four combined tackles, but no sacks or splash plays. Reddick played 62% of snaps. He looks good. The corners, that's what I want to know. So Dante, most snaps as usual. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, second most snaps. And then Boye and CJ Henderson, third and fourth most, um, so, yeah, it looks like Gilmore is working his way up to become corner two here, which is, you know, why they traded for him. So that makes sense. It's just taken most of the season to get there. But uh, it's coming at the right time. Um, in another couple games here, if this uh, snap share keeps going up, he should be usable if the matchup is correct heading into fantasy playoffs. So that's good to see. Okay, heading over to the Dolphins, we've got Christian Wilkins leading the way. Five combined tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss. He was in four. Where the hell is he? Okay, 56% of snaps. Um, yeah, he's no more than a DT, three or four in deeper leagues, so that's all right. Eric Rowe is the thing again this week. I believe that's because Brandon Jones was inactive. Yep. Okay, so without Brandon Jones active this week, we got Eric Rowe back again, but that's short-term only. Brandon Jones has won that job, so when he's healthy, he'll be back. Um, but, you know, for whatever the duration is of that injury, he could go with Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe gave us five combined tackles in a pass defense this week, so not terrible. But also, you know, with Brandon Jones being right around the corner for coming back in all likelihood, this is not something you probably want to chase down. Uh, Jalen Phillips exploded this week. Four combined tackles, three of them solo, three sacks, three tackles for loss, four QB hits on only 51% of snaps. And those 51% of snaps on only, what, 22 minutes on the field? So just absolutely massive game on minuscule playing time. That is excellent. That's going to bode well for him going forward. Uh, and for those of you that uh, own shares in Dynasty, that looks great. Manuel Agba also managed to land a sack, so that is beautiful. Uh, he is pretty consistent, pretty solid, 78% of snaps this week. Uh, he He's the better option in my eyes of the two, not in Dynasty, but for this year, Agba's been far more consistent and has had the better playing time. Jerome Baker, just three combined tackles and a tackle for loss, although he did see the most inside linebacker snaps at 82%. After that... Xavier Howard saved his day with a pick. Javon Holland saved his day with a pick. Uh, Javon Holland was still in for 82% of snaps. So, you know, he got some rest at the end, but he's still playing plenty. Holland has been hot. He's been, you know, super hot lately. But the problem is, a couple weeks now, uh, the combined tackle floor has not been there at all due to the position he's playing. You know, he's a more free, a deeper safety uh, so if we're not getting that lucky pick, we're not getting anything out of him today. He had one tackle assist beyond that. So in my leagues, that's nine points between the pass defense and the pick, and then one tackle assist for a 10-point day, which is an acceptable day, but we got lucky. We, we got that one play that bailed us out. There was nothing else there. 
So that's something to keep in mind. If you can find a more consistent or safer uh, safety option heading into playoffs, it's not a bad idea because this is going to backfire on us at some point just due to what he's being asked to do. Um, you know, the other safety position, the Brandon Jones safety position, has had way more snaps in the box uh, on the defensive line, in the slot, uh, you know, the sweet spot, where we want those snaps. So, I don't know. Just keep that in mind. I don't know what there is to do about it. There aren't exactly a ton of great safeties out there on the waiver wire. Um, you know, Howland's been better than uh, George Odom and um, Andrew Sandejo. So I'd probably rather go uh, Holland, but it's just it's just dangerous that we're relying on these splash plays to get his production. But I digress. Uh, okay, other things of note. Not much. Not too much. Um, same shenanigans, different week for the Dolphins. Uh, you know, Jalen Phillips stands out. Uh, hopefully this will lead to an increase in his playing time. It's still Jerome Baker is the only inside linebacker that plays enough each week to be safe. After that, it's a dumpster fire shit show as usual. This week it was Andrew Van Ginkle and then Duke Riley and then Landon Roberts and then Sam Egwavoen. But anything after Jerome Baker, you know, literally just throw it into the air and however it lands, you've got... Just as good a chance as being right as uh, anyone that's been looking at this stuff all year. It's completely random. But yeah, that's that's the Dolphins for you. Nothing new there. No waiver wire moves. I mean, theoretically, Eric Rowe could be one if Brandon Jones is out again next week. But uh, it's an if-then thing, and it's a short-term thing, so it's you know not something that's going to be long-term. And beyond that, we're looking good here. Jalen Phillips, stock up. Um, in Holland, we just want to keep an eye on that because it's it's definitely starting to feel dangerous. And that's what we got with Dolphins and Panthers. Okie dokie. Had to take a quick break there. My cat is destroying my bookshelf in front of me. She still is. What are you, what are you doing? Cut it out. So that's fun. Uh, the joys of being a pet owner. Um, but yeah, I digress. We got the Titans and the Patriots next. So let's look at that. Uh, looks like it was pretty even, actually. Time of possession, good amount of offense on each side. Um, Patriots are red hot right now. But we got plenty of defensive production, so that was good to see for IDP. Um, you know, we are starting to see some patterns here in regards to the Titans. We know when certain guys are out, other guys are going to come in. Uh, so this week we knew that we didn't, we weren't getting Rashawn Evans, we weren't getting David Long, so that meant that we were going to get Monty Rice and we were going to get Jayon Brown. Problem is, Monty Rice hurt himself in this one uh, about 32% of the way in, so there should be, theoretically, another linebacker of some kind. D. Roberson looks like that's the person. That's Derek Roberson. Um... So I don't know. We're really getting far down the rabbit hole here. That's like LB5 on the team. So I don't even know if we want to screw with this, to be honest with you. And that could just be like an outside linebacker, too. Um, I don't even know. I, I, I just I know I don't want to mess with it. I know that much. If it's if Monty Rice is not good to go next week, I would trust Jayon Brown, and that's it. Um, that's assuming that Evans and Long can't go again for the third week in the row. If we get Evans and Long back, it'll be Long as the best option, and then probably Jayon Brown as the other option. But it's it's certainly a mess, and it's something that's going to be kind of in flux uh, 
probably through the fantasy playoffs because that's what we've but you know that's what we've seen all season. So I don't think it's going to change now, but it's unfortunate because there's two good inside linebacker slots here if we can find them. It's just been a royal pain in the ass finding them. So we'll keep trying. We will keep trying. But all right, let's start with the Titans. Lead producer Kevin Biard, monster game. 12 combined tackles, 9 of them solo, 1 sack, 1 tackle for loss, and 98% of snaps played. Mr. Biard looking good. Jam Brown, good game, 8 combined tackles and a pass defense. Uh, let's see, Jayon saw 100% of snaps. That looks normal. Um, you know, he'll probably go backwards when David Long comes back. Probably play that like traditional Rashawn Evans role, like 65-70% of snaps, but... Brown seems pretty solid at the moment um, for some kind of good role heading forward. Jeffrey Simmons, decent game, six combined tackles. Uh, Monty Hooker, five combined tackles, not great, but acceptable. Uh, Derek Roberson may be that like LB5 guy. I don't want to touch that, though. That feels super dangerous. Uh, on the corner side of things, I don't think... No, we did. We got Jack Rabbit back this week. So Jack Rabbit led the way, 90% of snaps. Uh, Christian Fulton... Ooh, never mind. Christian Fulton led the way, 100% of snaps. Jack Rabbit, 90% of snaps. Elijah Molden, 68% of snaps. And... Yeah, there must have been some injuries here. But traditionally, Jack Rabbit's the best option playing time-wise. Elijah Molden's been the most productive option, but his playing time's been kind of trash the last couple weeks, so we can't really trust it. Um, but it's good to see Jack Rabbit back at least. Uh, okay, other production, not much. Guys that let us down, Harold Landry, Janoris Jenkins. Uh, Christian Fulton had an acceptable day. This was not the greatest matchup to begin with. The Patriots' passing attack, even though it was really good this week, is traditionally not their strength. Um, they, they like to run and play defense and force other people to make mistakes, not throw for 310 yards and two touchdowns. It's definitely out of character, but uh, hey, it's Belichick. You never know. Uh, but yeah, a couple guys let us down this week. Nothing crazy, though. We got a good J.M. Brown game. We got a good Kevin Biard game. We got a good Jeffrey Simmons game. So that's really all that matters, big picture. Harold Landry is a boomer bust guy. He'll be better in other weeks. And I'm sure Amani Hooker is capable of a better game than that. Uh, he was in for 98% of snaps, so he should you know, do better going forward as well. On the playing si playing time side of things, yeah, Monty Rice is the one that sticks out, just 32% of snaps. And, you know, that's injury. So let's see what's going on with that. Let's check that real quick. Okay, I can't find anything on Monty Rice here. It's too early in the week. We'll just have to keep an eye on it as things go. But we know the deal here. We know the four guys, and we know the basic order of things. So if Monty Rice can't go, and Rashawn Evans can't go, and David Long can't go, there'll be some other dude we'd never heard of. It might be that Roberson guy. I don't know. Uh, check with local Tennessee beat writers before kickoff. Regardless, I'm not touching it. We're too far down the rabbit hole to go screwing around with that, especially this close to playoffs. So if it's not one of the known quantities, I'm not going to mess with it. Um, but, yep, so we're definitely monitoring that. Beyond that, the playing time looks pretty much normal here. Um yeah, it does stink seeing Elijah Molden down as corner three. And it's a little weird seeing Jackrabbit as corner two. 
But who knows? That just might be a one-week thing. We'll have to see what next week brings. But, yep, that is the Titans. Uh, Not a lot of movement besides the inside linebacker shenanigans. On the Patriots, uh, you know, different week, same story. The the usual suspects, all, like, two or three of them did their thing. And then beyond that, you know, just throw shit at the wall and see see what sticks. So Jawan Bentley led the way this week. Ten combined tackles, five of them solo in a sack. After everyone raced out to the waiver wire to get Kyle Van Noy, it was Jawan Bentley leading the way with all uh, inside linebacker snaps at 87% and having the best box score of all inside linebackers because, of course, it was. Um, This is why I told everyone to stay away from Kyle Van Noy. It's a different guy every week, unless their names are Kyle Duggar, Matt Judon most weeks, and uh, J.C. Jackson most weeks. Beyond that, it's going to be different dudes every week. Uh, Speaking of Kyle Duggar, another great game. Nine combined tackles, six of them solo. Mr. Duggar was in for 86% of snaps, which I believe is his highest snap share of the year. So that's really good to see. It looks like they hopefully are putting a little more trust in him. But, you know, this is Belichick. This is the Patriots. He could see, you know, 20% of snaps next week, and it would not shock me at all. Uh, Devon Godshaw, huge week. We could probably ignore that. 78% of snaps, which is really nice, but I haven't said his name too many times this year. Adrian Phillips, another good game, acceptable game. Seven combined tackles, only two of them solo, though, and Mr. Phillips was in for 70% of snaps, so that's about normal. Matt Judon landed a sack, therefore he had a good week. Devin McCourty had a decent game in the box score. He usually plays the most every week of all players for the Patriots on defense. 94% of snaps. That was true again this week. Kyle Van Noy, five combined tackles this week, just one of them solo, and three pass defense. So if you have a league that that, uh, scores pass defense correctly, he had a pretty good game. If you don't, he gave you almost nothing, just one solo tackle and a couple assists, you know. So it really depends on your league, on how he did. In my leagues, he did pretty good. So that's two and four, six and nine, 15 points. That ain't bad. Uh, It's not the 40 he put up the week before, but anyone that was expecting that again uh, has never seen Patriots IDP production before. Okay, heading down from there. J.C. Jackson landed another pick. Uh, Man, he is just excellent. Uh, And then we got a bunch of guys that no one really cares about. Uh, Jalen Mills had an acceptable game with two pass defense and two solo tackles. Once again, if your league scores pass defense correctly, uh, he was in for 84% of snaps, uh, which is strange because he saw the most corner snaps and J.C. Jackson saw the second most at 75%. I just don't get that. I just don't understand that. You've got... Probably, you know, easily one of the top five most talented corners in the league right now. I'd say top three. You know, I'd I'd put J.C. Jackson up there with anyone. Um, you know, Kenny Moore, Bradbury, Carlton Davis when he's healthy, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, you know, Trayvon is great. I like Trayvon, but he does get torched a lot. Um, so real football, he's not as good as IDP. Um, but I don't know, J.C. Jackson is great at real football, and he's productive for IDP. And somehow we only see 75% of snaps a week, like tops. It just makes no sense to me. Like, same thing with Duggar. These two are so good. Why wouldn't you have them out there all the time? I just don't get it. It's so strange. But uh, it's normal. Nothing's changed there. 
Uh, yeah, no waiver wire moves. I'm not going to tell you to go get Jawan Bentley because it's just as likely not to be Jawan Bentley next week as uh, the inside linebacker that blows up. It could be any of these guys. It, it could be Hightower. It could be Van Noy. It could be Bentley. It um, could be any of them. So we just don't know. So it's not not really worth chasing down. Uh, is that to say that there aren't leagues that he's worth playing in? I mean, sure, there are. Uh, deep enough league, IDP flex spot, stab in the dark, 32-team single copy, absolutely. He's going to get played. Just in most places, uh, it's not worth chasing down. But, uh, yep, uh, same thing, different week for the Patriots. The guys that we know are good continue to be good and then after that it's just all sporadic and random and who the hell knows but uh that is the patriots and that was the titans okie dokie uh next game is giants and eagles we're gonna lead off with the eagles here and uh yeah the corpse of alex singleton is back again uh and he played actually two percent more snaps than tj edwards this week the good news is they both had excellent playing time, 95% of snaps for Singleton, 93% for Edwards. So Edwards has been over 90% the last month plus now. So that is excellent. Edwards continues to look like a league winner for IDP waiver wire linebacker heading into the playoffs. And we need to remember that despite Singleton really roaring back to life these last couple weeks, it's only because Davian Taylor got hurt and it's a two- to three-week injury, which means time is ticking and Mr. Singleton will go back in the ground where he belongs sooner rather than later. So we might get one more game out of him, but I think that's it. Once Davian Taylor comes back, we're going to see the defense that we saw a week or two ago uh, with Edwards seeing like 93 to 95% of snaps. And the other linebacker being Davian Taylor, around 60-70%. Um, that seemed to be working really well for them. And Singleton, I, I mean, his grades, uh, his PFF score is just hot dog shit. It's really terrible. He, he misses so many tackles. He's just god-awful. So, well, this is attractive. Um, and I can't argue with you, you know, rolling him out at least one more time. I do think he's going to lose his job again when Davian Taylor gets back. So just tread carefully. Uh, it's good now, but you got to, you know, keep Taylor on your radar because it's probably going to disappear when he comes back. But, yep, Mr. Singleton led the way. 12 combined tackles, three tackles for loss, and a pass defense. Just a massive day for him. And he had the playing time this week, so... It's going to look good, and this is going to be like a litmus test for anyone that's on IDP Twitter. Uh, you see people out here just, uh, Singleton, this is a league winner. Da, da, da. They don't understand what's going on here. T Taylor was the guy. Uh, Taylor, The only reason Taylor's not the other inside linebacker is because he got hurt. Um, Taylor's the much better option. So, uh, you know, I would be shocked uh, if Taylor doesn't regain his job when he gets back. So keep that in mind. Uh, Avante Maddox, eight solo tackles, one pass defense. Just massive game for Avante Maddox out of nowhere. On only 72% of snaps as corner three. So that's weird. The playing time's not great. And the Giants aren't exactly the 99 Rams in the first place. So very strange. Did not see this one coming. But, hey, it's corner. Weird things happen. After that, we got TJ Edwards, eight combined tackles on 93% of snaps. So he still gave us a, a pretty good game, really solid game. Um, you know, not as productive as Singleton, but the difference is Edwards will still be here in two weeks, and Singleton will be irrelevant once more. 
after that, Steven Nelson gave us a good game, six combined tackles and a pass defense. Derek Barnett, good game, five combined tackles, two tackles for loss. Uh, Anthony Harris, poopy game. Fletcher Cox, poopy game. Javon Hargrave, roaring back to life. He landed a sack. Hargrave was in for 75% of snaps. This is the first time he's done something in over a month. So welcome back, Mr. Hargrave. Uh, Josh Sweat, nada. Uh, Darius Slay, nada. So those are the two guys that really let us down. Sweat played 68% of snaps, and Slay was in for 98% of snaps. So the playing time was fine for both. Uh, and I know Slay will recover. Uh, Sweat's been in a bit of a funk lately, but... I don't know. There aren't too many better options. Um, you know, shallower league, maybe Jalen Phillips, someone like that. But um, if you're if you're in a spot where you got to roll with Josh Sweat, um, you're, you're probably stuck. So good luck. But yep, that's the Eagles. Let's look at playing time. So far, nothing's really looking weird here. Nah, nope. We're still looking good. Um. Yeah, everything was normal, normal corner. It, the only thing out of the ordinary is Singleton seeing so many snaps, but we've talked about that. So let's head over to the Giants. Lead producer again, uh, Xavier McKinney. Eight combined tackles, four of them solo, two pass defense, one interception. Another monster game for Xavier McKinney, 100% of snaps played. He's been a different dude since uh, Jabril Peppers went away. Uh, he's really just kind of taken over and has been excellent for production. So McKinney, continue to ride that hot hand. He's looking good. Tay Crowder, good game. Six combined tackles, four of them solo, one pass defense, one pick. That's a really good box score. And Tay Crowder was in for 100% of snaps, so we're looking good there. After that, we got Aaron Robinson. Who the hell is that? Aaron Robinson. Who is this dude? Oh, a corner. Okay, so corner. Okay, so Logan Ryan was out again. So we got Julian Love. And Odori Jackson was out as well. So we got Aaron Robinson. Okay, so that's short term only. Uh, Odori Jackson obviously will return and regain his corner spot as soon as he's able to. I think it was a COVID thing. I'm not sure. Um, but that's what that is. Same deal with Julian Love. Rogan, Logan Ryan's been out two weeks now, so, you know, typical COVID is if you don't have the shot, it's two weeks, so he should be back uh, next game. Uh, J.R. Reed, six combined tackles. That's a backup safety. This is the guy playing the Julian Love role now that Julian Love is playing the Logan Ryan role. So, you know, we're going way down the rabbit hole here, so we could probably ignore that, especially because Ryan will be back next week. And Love will be playing the J.R. Reed role, uh, while J.R. Reed will be playing no role, and Logan Ryan will be playing his role. So, sweet Jesus, does this shit get uh, deep quickly. Uh, Julian Love, nice game. Six combined tackles, half a sack, one pass defense, one QB hit. Looking good, but once again, uh, he's been covering for Logan Ryan for the past two weeks, and he'll go back to his role next week when Ryan, in all likelihood, gets back. And Julian Love's normal role is like 50, if you're lucky, 60% of snaps is like a third safety type guy. Uh, so it's, you know, I, I if you're able to take advantage, great, but it's probably gone next week. Uh, Reggie Raglan, decent game. Uh, and he was in for 51% of snaps. It's about normal. 
Aziz Ojolari, no sacks or splash plays, therefore just a, a mediocre week with five combined tackles, two of them solo. Ojolari, 90% of snaps. Bernardrick McKinney, still not a threat or a thing, uh, just 33% of snaps this week. Leonard Williams did not land any sacks. James Bradbury, decent day. Darnay Holmes landed a pick. We can definitely ignore that. And Dexter Lawrence, poopy day. So, oh, wow, Dory Jackson was in here. What happened to him? Oh, he got hurt. That's what it was. 28% of snaps, then he went out, and uh, Robinson came in. That's what it was. Okay. So we'll have to check on Dory Robinson going into the next game, see if he's okay. Uh, if so, he makes, obviously, a good streaming corner option in uh, deeper leagues if the matchup is correct. Uh, waiver wires? Not a ton. I mean, if for some reason Logan Ryan's out again this next week, Julian Love remains a starting safety option for that one week. Uh, after that, if the Adoree Jackson injury is long-term, then we could use uh, Aaron Robinson as a corner option going forward for whatever the duration is of that injury. But we would have to monitor that and make sure that uh, Adoree Jackson is out before pursuing that. So... You know, unless you're willing to put in the work, it's probably not worth the return. And yeah, that's it. Other than that, everything's pretty set in stone. Everything looks pretty good. Uh, you know, same same things, different week. Uh, Giants got a nice little win, head home, and uh, helped bail out my Cowboys. Uh, so that was good. Thank you, Giants, and let's keep it going. Okie dokie, Falcons and Jaguars next. We will start with the Falcons. So we got a late inactive. Deion Jones was banged up, having trouble practicing all week. Um, you know, a lot of us were watching this, kind of hoping he'd be able to play. He was not. So at the last second, we found out Michael Walker was going to be the option. I pulled the trigger on that in a couple places where I needed a spot start linebacker. And boy, did it work out good. 12 combined tackles, six of them solo. One pass defense on the day, just a monster box score, and he played 100% of snaps. Sorry, 99% of snaps. So there you go. If Deion Jones is out an extended period of time, Michael Walker is the replacement. Uh, I would not count on it because it looked like Deion Jones was probably going to play this week, so I doubt this is a long-term thing. But if it is, there you go, Michael Walker. After that, we got, Ad oh, Jesus, debt. Adetkan Ubo Ogundiji, who is a backup linebacker we can pretend like we never even learned about. Moving on. Foye Lucan, another good game. Nine combined tackles for them. Solo, 97% of snaps. Mr. Lucan looks really good. AJ Terrell, another good game. Six combined tackles, five of them solo. One pass defense. Uh, Mr. Terrell is on fire. 92% of snaps played. Eric Harris, another good game. Six combined tackles, four of them solo. He was in for 86% of snaps. He continues to look pretty good. Jalen Hawkins sighting, five combined tackles. Mr. Hawkins was in for just 15% of snaps, so we can definitely ignore it. I'm pretty sure we can ignore this as well. Richie Grant, four solo tackles, two tackles for loss, just 44% of snaps. Yep, that's ignorable. Darren Hall. Three solo tackles, one tackle for loss, and a pass defense. Who the hell is that? Backup corner, we can ignore that. 
Uh, Fabian Morrow, decent game. Deron Harmon saved his week with a pick, but just had two tackles beyond that, 99% of snaps. Yeah, Deron Harmon's been hot garbage all year. You could probably stay away from that. Dante Fowler landed a sack. That The Falcons landed a sack. Let's start there. The Falcons never land a sack, so this is great news for them. And then the fact that it was Dante Fowler is even better because he used to be good, but he ain't anymore. 55% of snaps played this week. He did land a sack, though, so that's nice. Uh, Grady Jarrett, poopy game. Young Ho Koo had a tackle. That's nice. Kyle Pitts had a tackle. That's nice. Uh, so, yeah. No one really, really let us down besides Grady Jarrett this week. Uh, and Mr. Jarrett played 85% of snaps. So he remains what he is, a defensive tackle two or three in much deeper leagues that occasionally has some good weeks and uh, used to be a star in uh, IDP land, uh, but isn't anymore. Um, unfortunate, but true. Okay, moving over to the Jags, because playing time looks fine. There's nothing going on here. Um, you know, same thing, different week. Uh, the random Richie Grant snaps here are not enough for any interest, so we can skip it. Uh, but yeah, heading over to the Jags. Rayshon Jenkins led the way. Eight combined tackles, seven of them solo, 100% of snaps played. Yeah, he's looking better last couple weeks after a little bit of a cold stretch, so that's good to see. Miles Jack, good game. Eight combined tackles, four of them solo, 100% of snaps played. Shaq Quarterman played this week. That's new. Only 33% of snaps, though, so we can ignore it. Nevin Lawson, pretty, pretty good game. Where was he? Oh, wow, he was corner one, so there's been a shakeup in the corners. Oh, never mind. Shaq Griffin was out this week, that's why. So we could probably ignore that. That caused like a chain reaction that led to Nevin Lawson seeing a bunch more snaps than usual. So we could probably just ignore that. Uh, if Shaq Griffin's playing, Nevin Lawson's not going to be playing enough to do anything. So unfortunate, but true. Uh, Andrew Wingard, five solo tackles, 100% of snaps played. Good game for him. Rudy Ford back in the score box here with five combined tackles and a QB hit. Rudy Ford was a thing like three weeks ago. And now he's just playing 38% of snaps, so we can ignore that. Roy Robertson-Harris landed a sack. He was in for 62% of snaps as a defensive tackle. Fine, but, uh, you know, deeper leagues only. Josh Allen, poopy day, but that's fine. He can't be awesome every week. And where the hell is Dwayne Smoot? He's kind of disappeared off the face of the planet. Yeah, 50% of snaps played. I don't see any stats of any kind here. Yeah, there aren't any. That's why. Okay, so Dwayne Smoot, after being a thing for a few weeks in IDB Twitter, has once again disappeared. Pour some out for Dwayne Smoot. Other than that, not a lot going on here. Um, the only waiver wire moves I'm seeing are Nevin Lawson if Shaq Griffin's out again this next game. Uh, you know, make, make sure the matchup is right, too, before you pull that trigger. Uh, and Tyson Campbell saw 97% of snaps, so the rookie's getting quite a bit of play as well. Other than that, not much going on here. Uh, same characters, different week, not a ton of movement. Uh, you know, we got basically what we needed out of the Jags, so we'll keep her going.
Okay, next matchup is Jets and Texans. We'll get started on the Jets. So C.J. Mosley was back from concussion this week, had a really nice game. Eight combined tackles, three of them solo, and a pass defense. Uh, Mr. Mosley was in for 100% of snaps and is looking good. Quincy Williams is back, my friends. Quincy Williams is back, and he gave us, ooh, only 70% of snaps. I think he might have gotten dinged, though, so let's check that real quick. Yeah, okay, so thigh bruise, uh, considered day-to-day, injury considered, quote, not serious, and Jets Wire has called him, quote, one of our best linebackers recently, unquote. So all signs pointing in a positive direction for once for IDP, which is nice. Finally, we'll take it. So all systems go on Quincy Williams and on C.J. Mosley. Thank the gods. We'll take it. Uh, okay, after that, Michael Carter, six combined tackles for them, solo. So he is, wow, he's actually corner three now. Javelin Guidry has seen a gigantic jump in playing time. It's somewhat, somewhat turned into production with three solo tackles in a pass defense that's like nine points in most of my leagues. That's okay, but not great. Um, so yeah, Bryce Hall remained up there 100% of snaps. Javelin Guidry went way up to 100%. Michael Carter dropped down to 93%. We lost Brandon Eccles to a season-ending injury the other week. Isaiah Dunn was the one week back up that week, but he did not retain his job. So unfortunate, but true. Uh, so Javelin Guidry appears to be a streaming corner option going forward. However, since we saw this exact same shit happen last week with Isaiah Dunn, who gave us one game of excellent playing time, then disappeared off the face of the planet, I would not touch this with a 10-foot stick. Uh, let's wait and see if Guidry actually gets this kind of playing time more than once before we pursue it. Worst case, if you're in a crazy deep league and you need a warm body, full-time corner that could be a thing going forward, add Javelin Guidry and sit on it. We'll see what happens next week and take it from there. But yeah, that's interesting. Uh, okay. After that, we got Ronald Blair, landed a sack, six combined tackles. Who is that? Backup defensive end, 39% of snaps. We can ignore that. Elijah Riley. So this was the other starting safety last week after Jared Wilson was declared healthy, scratch, inactive. The same thing happened this week. Jared Wilson was declared healthy, scratch, inactive. So let's see how much Elijah Riley played. 79% of snaps. That's not terrible. It's not Ashton Davis's 100% of snaps, uh, but it is decent. Uh, so safety four, five, much deeper leagues. Not a ten, you know, two weeks in a row we've seen this now. Like 80-ish percent of snaps. That's not bad. So uh, I don't know. If you need safety help in a much, 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 much deeper league, Elijah Riley appears to be becoming an option. Uh, after that, Quinnen Williams, great game, four combined tackles, two of them solo, sack, tackle for loss, QB hit. Quinnen was in for 70, or excuse me, 68% of snaps. He continues to be one of the best defensive tackle options on the planet. John Franklin Myers, huge game, two sacks and three solo tackles, plus all the trimmings, 63% of snaps for him. He gone though, you can't get him anywhere. Jared Davis saw the other 30% of snaps that Quincy Williams did not see, but only got three solo tackles out of it and will disappear, uh, assuming that Quincy Williams is good to go next week. 
down week for Ashton Davis, just three solo tackles on the day, but he did play 100% of snaps, so I'm not too worried. He's been excellent this year. Uh, he'll be fine. Uh, John Franklin Myers also had a fat guy pick, so that's pretty pretty good. Hell of a box score for him. Bryce Hall, three solo tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, 100% of snaps played. Really nice streaming corner option this week. Really good box score. We talked about Javelin Guidry, and there's no one else here we need to talk about, um, except maybe Isaiah Dunn, but I did mention that already. That was a thing last week, but it did not continue to this week, so we can... Go ahead and fire him out the airlock if we picked him up anywhere and then grab, you know, Javelin Guidry and see if he can actually uh, maintain this playing time going forward. We shall see. Heading over to the Texans, uh, the corpse of Zach's, Zach Cunningham led the way. Eight combined tackles, six of them solo, two tackles for loss. Cunningham was in for 100% of snaps. Let's not forget, though, this is only because Christian Kirksey is on the short-term IR with a broken thumb. He will be back sooner rather than later. He's already been out two or three weeks, so he's due to return soon. When that happens, Cunningham will disappear. It will be Kirksey and Gruger Hill, as we've seen in previous iterations of this defense, uh, because Cunningham sucks. And there's, you know, don't need to really go much further. That's the truth. Uh, okay, so after Cunningham, we got Eric Murray, second week in a row, really good, really good box score. Uh, so what's going on with this? I believe Justin Reed was uh, either inactive or injured or a healthy scratch. There was something I read before kickoff. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's investigate real quick so I'm not talking out my ass. Yeah, okay, so Justin Reed was benched for disciplinary reasons and has met, met with the coaching staff to talk about reinstatement. So as good as this looks and as good as the last couple of weeks have been for Eric Murray, it, it appears it's not going to be long for this world. Uh, normal order of operations is Eric Murray doesn't play a ton. Uh, he did this week because of the benching of Justin Reed. Murray was in for 99% of snaps, but... You know, if, if Reed gets his job back, Murray disappears, so keep that in mind. Uh, very dangerous. I don't plan on doing it myself. Uh, Camus Grugier-Hill, excellent game. Seven combined tackles, six of them solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, one QB hit, 99% of snaps played, remains an excellent waiver wire linebacker option, has, as he has for the past couple months here. After that, the production really drops off a cliff, although we did get sacks from Demarcus Walker, Jacob Martin, Jonathan Greenard. Uh, of those guys, I only care about Jonathan Greenard. He was in for 67% of snaps, which looks excellent. Jonathan Martin, I don't think I've said that name this year. He's just a guy. And Demarcus Walker was someone who was popular for a couple weeks last year on Denver, but has not been a thing since then and only played 36% of snaps, so we can go ahead and ignore that. Guys that let us down, well, Tavier Thomas and Terrence Mitchell both had acceptable games. Desmond King also had an acceptable game, so no one really let us down. Neville Hewitt, a lot of people want him to be a thing, but he's only playing 43% of snaps, so he's not a thing. Um, I don't think he's going to be a thing. Um you know, there, there is a chance, because their season is obviously swirl, swirling the toilet, that he gets a shot at some point. Um, and shit, we've seen that many times. 
many times on this defense this year, both with the inside linebackers and with the corners and with the safeties. This is one of the least stable IDP defenses on the planet right now. Probably even less stable than the Patriots, Dolphins, or Lions, to be honest with you. You can't trust much here. You really can't. I mean, if you if you were a Justin Reed guy, how, how'd that work out for you? If you drafted Zach Cunningham stupid early this year, sure, you got to play him this week, but you, you've gotten to play him a handful of times this year because he stinks. Uh, what about if you were a Vernon Hargreaves guy uh, or a Desmond King guy during that multi-week period where they swapped back and forth and one of them played and one of them didn't, right? The, the Texans have been doing this all season long. So is there a chance Neville Hewitt gets a shot at some decent playing time and production? Absolutely. Is he worth grabbing in crazy deep leagues just in case that happens? Yeah, probably. Uh, is it something I'm going to do personally? No, probably not. Um, you know, I'll find something else. But uh, it's there, uh, and it could be a thing. I just don't know if it's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, beyond that, that's what we got going on here. Um, playing time, nothing really out of the ordinary. It was good to see Jonathan Greenard back in action, uh, you know, landing a sack, playing 67% of snaps, looking good. That's beautiful. We'll take it. Uh, one other thing of note here. So T. Brooks, who is that? Who is T. Brooks? Oh, Terrence Brooks. So due to the inactive for Justin Reed, Eric Murray appeared to fill in his slot, and then Terrence Brooks filled in Eric Murray's slot. Or something along those lines. I'm not sure. All I know is Terrence Brooks is a safety I've never talked about, but he's got 87% of snaps this week. And that's the only thing that makes sense in my brain, is that like a cascade effect, Murray played somewhere else, so someone needed to replace Murray, and it was Terrence Brooks. So I don't know. I just know we've seen it once, so it's not worth trusting. And this guy only had five combined tackles, three of them solo, so it's not like incredible to begin with, right? It's not eye-opening. We don't have to go chase it down. Um, so I don't know. We'll circle back on all those things next week. But uh, big things to keep in mind here with the Texans are, you know, remember Kirksey's coming back sooner rather than later. And uh, if you're an Eric Murray guy, be careful when Justin Reed comes back. And beyond that, uh, more of the same. Okay, Chargers and Broncos is the next game. We're going to go ahead and start with the Chargers. Kazir White led the way, 12 combined tackles. So I'll answer the question everyone wants to know. Inside linebacker snaps, it was Drew Tranquil and Kazir White, 82 and 81% of snaps respectively. Kenneth Murray, 15% of snaps, 9 total for the entire game. Yeah, that's uh, it's been that type of year. So, hey, I, you know, I'm guilty of this, too. I drafted Kenneth Murray as one of my, quote, anchor, unquote, linebackers in several places. Um, it has not worked out well, but it is what it is, and this just further cements that uh, it's been a giant waste of everyone's time. Uh, but, yeah, so Kazir White and Drew Tranquil continue to be the best options at inside linebacker, and production-wise, Kazir White was the much better option this week with 12 combined tackles. After that, we got Derwin James, another great week, because whenever Derwin James plays, it's a great week. Uh, he had seven combined tackles, five of them solo, two tackles for loss, one pass defense, one QB hit, one interception, five turnover yards, 100% of snaps played. He continues to be the safety one uh, pretty clearly. Sure as hell ain't Jamal Adams. 
after that, Nasir Adler, yeah, Nasir Adderley, seven combined tackles. He was in for 95% of snaps. He's back to being pretty productive as well, so that looks good. Uh, after that, we got Justin Jones, Christian Covington. So Christian Covington, back up, nose tackle. We can ignore that. And Justin Jones appears to be a starting defensive tackle, but I have not said his name this year, so he's not been productive. Joey Bosa landed a sack, so we're looking good there. Drew Tranquil, despite the really good playing time, only four combined tackles, only two of them solo, so less than ideal for production. Uh, Jerry Tillery, poopy week. Kenneth Murray, obviously a poopy week on only 15% of snaps. That's about it for production. Playing time, yeah, I mean, the big things that stand out are the inside linebackers, Tranquil and White being the guys with Murray on the outside looking in. Other than that, everything here is normal. Asante Samuel was an inactive scratch for health reasons, so the corners look a little different, but it's still the same, you know, the usual suspects, Tavon Campbell, Michael Davis, guys like that, Chris Harris. So nothing out of the ordinary. Heading over to the Broncos, we do have a surprise right off the bat here. So Kyle Fuller led the way. That's not something I've said this year. Nine combined tackles, eight of them solo, one tackle for loss, and 96% of snaps. I don't know how he's done it, but he's gotten back in the good graces of the coaching staff there, and he is a full-time corner streaming option once again. Uh, Wild. He went from totally dead, not even playing, to 96% of snaps and leading all uh, Broncos producers in IDP production for this week in just the span of a couple weeks. So yeah, if if you're a Kyle Fuller guy, things are looking good again. We've still only seen two weeks of pretty decent playing time, so I don't fully trust it yet. But uh, hey, it's looking a lot better than it did, so that's good. Uh, speaking of guys that used to be super reliable, uh, Justin Simmons, eight combined tackles, seven of them solo, one sack, two pass defense. Uh, yeah, Simmons is looking good again as well. 100% of snaps played, looking like his old self. We got Baron Browning back this week after injury. Seven combined tackles, five of them solo, one pass defense, 100% of snaps played. So we're looking good there. It's Baron Browning, best inside linebacker option, followed by Kenny Young, 61% of snaps is LB2, inside LB2. Uh, Kenny Young gave us seven combined tackles, so he had a good game as well. Uh, Patrick Sertain, monster game. Five combined tackles, four of them solo, two pass defense, two interceptions, one touchdown. Oh, man, just crushed it. 100% of snaps played. Beautiful game for him. Uh, Okay, then we had Delshawn Williams with half a sack. That's a backup defensive tackle. We can ignore that. Steven Weatherly with a sack. 39% of snaps outside linebacker slash edge guy. We can ignore that. Mick Telvin Ajim, Ajim, uh, backup defensive end, 28% of snaps. We can ignore that. He landed a sack. Jonathan Cooper, just one solo tackle on the day, and 56% of snaps played. So Jonathan Cooper, after being a thing a couple weeks ago, is gone. He gone. Uh, And he's gone because we got Bradley Chubb back this week, 42% of snaps played. And Malik Reed, 62% of snaps played as the two outside linebacker pass rush guys. Chubb, despite coming back and playing, did not record any stats of any kind. 
But if you've got a fan tracks league with an edge rusher, if you got a sleeper league with DL where Chubb qualifies as DL, if you got an ESPN league with an edge, um, go grab Bradley Chubb. We know how good he is. We know what he's capable of. They're you know they just eased him back in. Bradley Chubb doesn't play forty two percent of snap snaps. Are you on drugs? Like, no, nah, he's gonna be up in the high seventies, low eighties before we know it. Week or two, uh, and he's gonna be his old self. So grab Bradley Chubb now if you need a pass rush guy uh, later because it's coming. But not as a regular linebacker. That's a terrible idea. Okay, other than that, everything looked pretty good here. Uh, Playing time, the only things that stuck out were Jonathan Cooper taking a dive, uh, Bradley Chubb coming back, Baron Browning resuming his role as the best inside linebacker option, and then the big one, Kyle Fuller, coming crawling out of the grave to become relevant again. So a lot of surprises here on the Denver defense this week. And uh, whatever they did, it worked. They, they held the, that excellent Chargers offense to just 13 points. Uh, so, hey, whatever they're doing, they should probably keep it up. And that is the Chargers and the Broncos. Okay, Rams and Packers is the next game. And, ooh, we'll start with the Rams, and immediately I'm seeing Troy Reader, 13 combined tackles, six of them solo, one tackle for loss, and he was in for 77% of snaps. Ernest Jones, 72% of snaps, five combined tackles, only two of them solo. So the flip-flop continues. Uh, We can't really trust either of these guys, but they're both capable of having monster games, so... It's a tough situation. Uh, in deeper leagues, I just pick one and go with it as an LB four, five, six IDP flex, that type of thing, and just hope it's a big game. But uh, it's a tough one. There is no clear winner at the moment. Uh, from these eye holes, I'd say Troy Reader is the better option because they seem to trust him more in bigger games. They give him slightly more snaps in uh, games that mean something when they're not blowing away the other team by 30. But yeah, that continues to be an issue. Uh, Good news, we got Darius Williams back. Darius Williams is an excellent streaming corner option because he plays 100% of snaps and his name is not Jalen Ramsey. So if you're the opposing quarterback and you drop back to pass and you got one guy covered by Jalen Ramsey and one guy covered by Darius Williams, who are you throwing at? And yeah, there you go. It's that simple. Uh, Williams, 100% of snaps played this week. Sorry, 99%. Seven solo tackles, one pass defense. That's 14, 17 points in most of my leagues. Monster streaming corner game. He looks excellent. We got him back just in time. He's going to be beautiful as a streaming corner option heading into playoffs. After that, Greg Gaines landed a sack. Who the hell is Greg Gaines? Uh, Okay, looks like... Looks like a backup nose tackle in for, um, what the hell is that guy's name? Hang on, I'll find out. Yeah, Sebastian Joseph Day. That's who I was looking for. So yeah, Sebastian Joseph Day to IR. Greg Gaines is the replacement. Uh, I mean, that's a nice game, right? Seven combined tackles, one sack, one QB hit, and... Good God, 93% of snaps. So I can't argue with you if you want to grab this guy as a defensive tackle option in deeper leagues. I just can't argue with you. Um, So there you go. Do it that way you will. Jordan Fuller, good game. Seven combined tackles, two pass defense. Uh, Yep. 
Looking good. So that means Taylor Rapp did nothing. There we go. Two solo tackles for Rapp. That's it. So the safeties continue to flip-flop as is tradition. Jalen Ramsey, good game because always a good game. Six combined tackles, five of them solo. Aaron Donald, good game without a sack. Six combined tackles and a QB hit, three of those solos. So that's six, nine, ten points in most of my leagues for a non-sack game. That's A-OK. That is not bad. We shall take it. Uh, so that looks good. Ashawn Robinson, decent game. Ashawn Robinson was only in for 45% of snaps, though. We can ignore that. Von Miller, decent game. Did not land a sack, though. Uh, Von Miller was in for 74% of snaps. Leonard Floyd, poopy game. Taylor Rapp, poopy game. Let's look at the playing time. So things that stand out, Darius Williams back playing almost full snaps. That's awesome. That degraded Dante Dion a little bit to 85% of snaps. Troy Reader led all inside linebackers at 77% of snaps. Leonard Floyd and Von Miller played essentially the same amount, 77-74. Ernest Jones, 72% of snaps. And that's about it for things of note. So we got a bunch of good games from our Rams guys and one or two bad games. So it happens. They'll be fine. Okay, heading over to the Packers. Chris Barnes led the way. Wow. Nine combined tackles, seven of them solo, one pass defense. Chris Barnes was in for 61% of snaps, as usual. Campbell played 100% of snaps, as usual, but only had four solo tackles on the day. That's a little strange. Bit of a down week for Campbell, but uh, he'll be fine. He, he's obviously pretty good. Uh, Kenny Clark, Monster Day, six combined tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, 84% of snaps played. He's a great DT, eh, two, three, deeper leagues, because uh, he's definitely got a few of these, like, blow-up games in him per season. Uh, he's just not nearly as consistent as the top-tier guys, you know, the Cam Haywards, Aaron Donalds, Quinnen Williams, DeForest Buckners of the world. But, yep, he, he blew up this week. Razul Douglas continues to be an excellent streaming corner option while Jair Alexander is out and Kevin King is demoted. So corners this week were Razul Douglas, Chandon Sullivan, 100% of snaps. Eric Stokes, also 100% of snaps. So, okay. So it looks like they knew the Rams were just going to pass the living crap out of the ball, so they loaded up three corners, 100% of snaps. So that doesn't tell us much, except all three are a decent option currently, which is the same thing we knew last week. Uh, Chandon Sullivan, excuse me, Razul Douglas, though, six combined tackles, four pass defense, uh, interception, and a touchdown. That's a monster, monster streaming corner game. Good God. Uh, let's see what the other guys did. So... That was Rizal Douglas. Do, 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 do. Eric Stokes, three combined tackles, two pass defense. That's pretty good. And where is Chandon Sullivan? I'm actually not seeing any production from him. That's interesting. He played 100% of snaps but did not register any statistics of any kind. So that's unfortunate but true. He'll be fine. Uh, okay, after that, Rashawn Gary landed a sack. That's their best pass rush option currently. 53% of snaps played. And Darnell Savage, poopy game. That's about normal. Uh, last week when he did well, that's the outlier. He's a good real football safety, but IDP production, different story. 
Uh, and then Adrian Amos, acceptable game, four solo tackles on the day, and 100% of snaps played. So, yeah, we got some good, some bad, some in between. Uh, playing time-wise, the only things that really stand out are that Chris Barnes was able to produce only playing 61% of snaps. And Rashawn Gary saw a little dip in playing time. Preston Smith was back up at 74%, so that's interesting. But yeah, not a ton of movement here. The biggest move recently for the Packers IDP has been them airlocking Kevin King and promoting Razul Douglas. Uh, so yeah, beyond that, everything's looking pretty good here, pretty normal. So that's the Packers, and that's the Rams. Okay, 49ers and Vikings. Next game, we're going to go ahead and start with the Vikings. Harrison Smith led the way. Uh, monster game. 11 combined tackles, 6 of them solo, 2 pass defense, and a pick. Yeah, he's looking good. 100% of snaps played. Another great game for Harrison Smith. Okay, after that, we got Anthony Barr. Second good week in a row. 8 combined tackles, 5 of them solo, and... Ooh! Ooh, only 63% of snaps played. Nick Vigil played 81% of snaps. And Nick Vigil had eight combined tackles and a tackle for loss. Whoa, what is going on here? Let's hit pause and find out what the hell is going on. Yeah, okay, Anthony Barr, hamstring injury. Nick Vigil comes in, takes over the green dot and the play calling duties for the defense. So we'll have to see how bad this is going forward, but... Pick up Nick Vigil, because if this is a multi-week thing, we saw what Nick Vigil was capable of uh, production-wise in waiver wire duties before, earlier this season. Uh, short version is a lot. So, yeah, grab Nick Vigil. If Anthony Barr can't go next week, you're ready to rock. Fire away. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, after that, Xavier Woods, good game. Six combined tackles, pass defense. He played 100%. Yeah, he played 100% of snaps. Patrick Peterson coming back from IR, second week, five solo tackles, one tackle for loss. Mr. Peterson played 100% of snaps. Good to see him back and productive. That's looking good. Uh, DJ Wanham landed a sack. Armand Watts landed a sack. Armand Watts, 77% of snaps. DJ Wanham, 87% of snaps. Without Everson Griffin, uh, mental health issues, and without Daniil Hunter, season-ending IR, uh, yeah, Wanham's going to see a shitload of snaps. There's no doubt there. Um, other guys that may see a bump include... That's it. It's a bunch of defensive tackles. I'm not even kidding. I'm looking at it. Patrick Jones, only 21% of snaps, and that was everyone's darling to see a bunch of playing time with these injuries. It has not happened. So, yeah, Wanham's the guy. He is the pass rush right now. So if you need a waiver wire defensive end, that ain't a bad idea either. Probably medium to deeper leagues, though. That's interesting. Uh, okay, after that, guys that let us down this week, uh, Bashad Breland, not a great game. Uh, and that's it. No one else we care about. Playing time, the only things that stood out were uh, Barr going down, Vigil coming in. Wanham seeing a metric shit ton of snaps because there's no one else. There's no Daniil Hunter. There's no Everson Griffin. He is it. He is the last somewhat talented, somewhat productive defensive end standing. So this guy is going to see a ton of snaps. That's not a bad idea at all. That's the Vikings. Okay, 49ers, just as many shenanigans. So we got Dre Greenlaw back. 
uh, and he hurt himself immediately again after only 24% of snaps. And Fred Warner hurt himself after 60% of snaps. So let's check on those real quick. Okay, so here's the news. Almost none of it good. So Dre Greenlaw guaranteed to miss next week, but probably back the week after. Uh, excuse me, not Dre Greenlaw. Fred Warner guaranteed to miss next week, uh, probably back the week after. Dre Greenlaw re-injured the injury he had just come back from, so that ain't good. He probably gone, gone for a minute. Uh, regardless, Aziz El Shayer is a thousand percent an option again, so I hope he didn't shit can him too quick. Um, if he did, go grab him again, because he's going to be back to 100% of snaps next week for sure, and probably going forward if the green line injury is bad. So, not great, but uh, at least we know Aziz is out there. Other guys we might be able to use include. D. Flanagan Fowles. What the hell's Yeah, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. If both Greenlaw and Warner cannot go, it'll be Aziz at 100% of snaps, and Flanagan Fowles at something less than that, but still enough to get some kind of production. Uh, so, you know, probably deeper leagues only for Flanagan Fowles, and you got to make sure that Warner and Greenlaw both aren't going before you plug them in. But that is an option. Regardless, the best option is Aziz Alshair. Go grab him for sure, regardless. Uh, okay, so that happened. That's fun. Uh, Aziz also led the way. Eight combined tackles, seven of them solo, one pass defense on the day, and a pick. So just a monster game for Aziz, which is ironic and ridiculous because the only people that played Aziz this week were the people that had no idea what the hell was going on, had no idea Greenlaw was back, and left him in by a mistake, and then profited from it to the tune of 14, 15, 18, and 6. 24 points in most of my leagues by making a mistake. So, love that. That's just wonderful. Love that. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That's life for you. Uh, yeah, go grab Aziz. After that, the production falls off the cliff this week. Um that had more to do with the Niners' dominating time of possession with their run game, it looks like. But Nick Bosa landed a sack because it's a day that ends with Y, and no one else really did anything of note, so we'll just skip to the playing time. Corners, Josh Norman was back in the fold. Emmanuel Mosley remained the other good option, 100% of snaps we, uh, each. Jimmy Ward was back up to 100% of snaps. Jaquiski Tart has overtaken... Uh, Hafunga, uh, 62% of snaps for Tart, and only 56% for Hafunga, so Hafunga is no longer an option. Tart's working his way back up towards 100% of snaps, but even at 100% of snaps, he's not a great IDP production safety, so we could probably ignore that, unless in a crazy deep league. Uh, what else we got here? So Eric Armstead, despite doing almost nothing in the box score, played 87% of snaps. That's a ton, especially if he's de designated a defensive tackle in your league of merit, so that might be worth investigating. Uh, and other than that, not a lot going on here. The big news is really just the massive damage done to the inside linebackers here and the fallout that's going to come from that. It's a race to grab Aziz. Whoever can get Aziz is going to get guaranteed an excellent linebacker next game uh, and then probably someone through fantasy playoffs because if Greenlaw re-injured the same injury he just got off IR for 
he probably done. He probably gone for a minute. I don't think we see him again, but we shall see. Regardless, grab Aziz now, and we'll figure the rest out later. And that's it for the 49ers and the Vikings. Okie dokie, we will wrap up with the uh, Sunday night game, which was Browns and Ravens. Uh, a true classic of a game for anyone that watched it. But a um, couple quick announcements before we wrap things up for the week. The Monday night game will be released in this same article a few hours later in the day, probably like 7, 8 at night at the latest. So keep an eye out for that to get your info on the Seahawks and uh, Washington football team. Uh, going forward, we cooked up a plan to put some timestamps in this thing so you can skip around if you're looking for certain matchups. Um, that type of thing make it a little easier to navigate so that's coming and uh yeah beyond that um we'll wrap her up okay starting with the browns ronnie harrison led the way 14 combined tackles Woof, 11 of them solo one pass defense i'm sure he had a pick too yep and a pick basically anyone with a pass defense had a pick this week because lamar threw a ton of them uh, yeah, looks like four of them. Yeah, that's a lot. But yeah, Ronnie is the more strong safety here. He played 91% of snaps. John Johnson's the free or deep safety. He was in for 100% of snaps, but he only gave us... Actually, he had a good game too. Seven combined tackles, one pass defense. Uh, he had a pick as well. Everyone had a pick this week. So great game for Ronnie Harrison, really good game for John Johnson. Anthony Walker, great game as well. 12 combined tackles, 8 of them solo. Let's answer the big question, who played more, Walker or Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa? The answer is neither. They both played 84% of snaps, and that is absolutely a game plan thing. They knew that the Ravens were coming to town, and the Ravens love to run the ball. So they had two inside linebackers uh, play a ton of snaps this week uh, to try and stop the run. That's a, you know that's what it looks like uh, you know uh, to these untrained eyes, but yeah I wouldn't be surprised if that changes against a more pass happy team and one of those guys plays more than the other, uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on it. Uh, so I can't tell you which one's the better option right now. All I can tell you is Jack went from someone that was basically unusable last week to being right back in the mix again. So that's good if you are a Jeremiah. Owusu Koromoa dynasty owner, so that's good to see. Uh, because while Anthony Walker had 12 combined tackles, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa also had 12 combined tackles, six of them solo, half a sack, a tackle for loss, and a QB hit, playing the same 84% of snaps. So really, really good games for both. That's excellent. Uh, Miles Garrett landed a sack because it's a day that ends in Y. He played... 74% of snaps and continues to be the best defensive end on planet Earth. Jadavion Clowney had a decent game. Four combined tackles, pass defense, and QB hit. The pass defense was not a pick, though. Rare for this game. After that, it drops off a cliff. Uh, looks like Grant Delpit landed a lucky pick to save his day, but he only played 54% of snaps, so he's not an option. And Denzel Ward landed a pick uh, to save his day, but he played 100% of snaps, or almost 100%, because he's really good. After that, no one else did much of note. Troy Hill, down game. 
Malcolm Smith down game. Greg Newsom down game. And no Greedy Williams because the other guys were healthy. Yep, that is correct. Okay. So things of note over here. Jock coming right back to life, playing a ton of snaps, having a monster game. That's excellent. We'll see what happens next week. Um, I still don't know if I'd feel comfortable enough starting him just because this might have been like a one-week game plan. But it's certainly good. It's not bad news. It's good news. So uh, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, but, you know, tread carefully. Uh, other than that, everything's looking pretty good here. Uh, heading over to the Ravens. Top producer this week was Patrick Queen. Eight solo tackles, two tackles for loss, and, ooh, only 63% of snaps played. So that's still poopy. But the production's been much better. His PFF score's been much better. He's been missing far fewer tackles, uh, playing just better in general since they switched his position. So uh, that's good. That's all good news. After that, Marlon Humphrey, eight combined tackles, seven of them solo, and two pass defense. Uh, yeah, excellent, excellent day for Marlon Humphrey. He played 100% of snaps because he always does. And then, hey, the Brandon Stevens experiment I was talking about actually worked out this week. Five combined tackles, two of them solo, one pass defense on 100% of snaps played. So this guy is a corner in a lot of places. He's actually playing free safety. And he got you four, seven, ten points this week, which ain't bad. Uh, Mark Andrews had four combined tackles this week. That's fun. Um yeah, that's a little weird, but uh, I'm sure that's got more to do with the interceptions and someone tackling than anything else, so I wouldn't count on Mark Andrews having IDP points going forward. Tyus Bowser landed a sack. That's the other... Oh, wow. 95% of snaps played this week, too, so he continues to actually be a legit option. He doesn't have much of a combined tackle floor, so without the sacks, he's going to have a down game, but he got you the sack this week, so you're looking good. Chuck Clark, okay game, four combined tackles, two pass defense. Uh, decent, acceptable. Uh, he was in for 100% of snaps. Justin Matabuke, decent game. Uh that's a defensive tackle. Looks like the Clay is Campbell replacement, but Campbell should be fine, so we can ignore that. Adafe Owe landed a sack. We all know about him. He was in for 60% of snaps, continues to have a really good rookie year. Uh, Josh Bynes, just two solo tackles, one tackle for loss on the day, and down to 53% of snaps played. The Josh Bynes things look looked like looks like a um a band-aid, for lack of a better term. While Patrick Queen was struggling, they brought in the veteran to kind of stabilize things in the middle, and he's backing off as uh, Patrick Queen's kind of resuming some of those responsibilities and duties. So Bynes is gone. I, I shit-canned him officially in one of my last leagues uh, right before kickoff this week and replaced him with Michael Walker because it's been trending this way, and uh, I didn't feel like you know, playing this game anymore. So I got rid of him and went with a different option, and it ended up working out pretty good. Uh, guys that let us down this week, no one really of note. Playing time, yeah, Josh Bynes being down a good 20% of snaps is, you know, signaling that the end is near. You could probably get out on that while you still can. 
and then yeah, we got some injuries to Clayus Campbell, although he should be back. I didn't, you know, read that it was bad anywhere. Um, so he should be okay. And yeah, other than that, stability. Stability everywhere. That's the name of this defense right here. Um, beyond the occasional shenanigans and injury. Uh, so, yeah, no movement there, no waiver wire moves. Uh, in fact, we have anti-waiver wire moves. Uh, get rid of Josh Bynes. Uh, other than that, we're looking good. That is the Browns. That is the Ravens. That is all the Sunday games and the Thanksgiving games. The Monday game will be coming out here shortly, a couple few hours. Thank you all for listening to the week, what is this, week 12 edition of the Monster? I don't even know. This season is just dragging on but uh thank you for listening good luck this week don't forget to catch the monday shenanigans that are coming out soon and uh yeah have a good week i'll see y'all same time same place next week take care bye bye